welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 70. I'm your host, Sigma. Uh, before I let you know who is joining me today, real quick, we'll go over our topics. And I do mean real quick because we literally have like a single <laughs> single topic. There's no news out in the game world today. Uh, but we'll be talking about the fact that Overwatch 2, when it launches, will be replacing the original game in its entirety. A little update. It'll be its own thing. Um, and there will be no more original Overwatch uh, accessible to the public. Um, so that, we think, will will springboard into a larger discussion on games preservation in general. So that's going to be like our main theme today. Um, but here to talk with me about these things is Jmate. Hello, it's me, Jmate. I'm currently popping out in chat and multitasking. Hello, uh, how's everyone doing? I'm very glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, KC. You absolute Chad. And that's me. Intro done. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. He complimented me in his own intro. Nice. <laughs> uh, Superman Jeff also joins us. Yep, yep. As well as the We'll see blogs. Hello, oh everyone. It's been a while. Very confused as it why Superman Jeff just sounded like Appa and said, yip, yip. But here we are. I'm very excited. It's everything in one <laughs> sentence. You know, let you know everything you need to know. That's it. Fun fact. Appa never says yip, yip. That's Aang. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, fuck off. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bison. He doesn't. Ready to get canceled already. <laughs> in, in the words of Marty, don't you mean Ang? <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Um, All right. So as we tend to do, we'll start things off with what we've been playing, watching, reading, listening to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Since we only have the one topic, guys, go nuts. This is your time to shine. Catch everybody up on what you've been playing and watching, et cetera. We have all the time in the world. Where's my notebook? (laughs) Anybody want to go first? Let me grab my notebook first. He has a notebook. He has his Xbox on the side, which is, I already saw the screen pop up. It was like, hey, you get this achievement. So he got, he's ready. Still playing. Um, I haven't played much. I've been playing a lot of Destiny, so there's nothing new with that. Um, played some Elder Ring, been helping a couple of people who were new to Elder Ring, um, progressing the story a little bit, giving them a little bit of direction, uh, beating a couple of bosses. Um, it's like it's like the uh the Isekai where I'm reborn in their world and I'm like super powerful. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> like, oh my god, what is that? Oh my god, what is this? You know the the sword that you get from the final uh, boss's uh, soul, the uh, the one that lets out like the wave of like uh, holy damage, mm. and it's like a long. Na- it's like yeah, I've not I've not killed the end boss yet. Oh man, <laughs> I have not killed a boss. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I, I saw you uh, pick that up, Will, and like you're you're notoriously like dislike Yo, I, any of the like souls and stuff. I, it's not even like a mistake that I ended up buying it. Like I really loved it. I put like eight hours, but I've been killing the same grunts for like eight hours. I swear okay. to God, I'm not ready. <laughs> you enjoy killing those grunts. I'm it's crazy. It's crazy because I've seen my boss do like he's like, let me show you what I've done recently, and he literally did some boss that had like a health bar that was longer than the United States. Literally just straight up came out of nowhere, did some senpai shit, cut himself, blood damage, and then killed him in like three hits. And I'm like, my mans, I'm struggling with like these little rabbit bunny crab things. I don't know what the fuck these things are. Oh, those. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I killed one and then like its pops done came out of nowhere. Anyway, not the point. Point being is other rings <laughs> lit, but I'm just not good. It, it is. So like it we is. were helping them level up a little bit. So like I said, it was just like, um, I try not to kill everything because then... Because then they're not they're having not, any fun. Yeah, like, not, you just come right. and steamroll they're their whole game, right? They're not getting any experience. I only pop in when, like, I'm, like, needed. Like, I'm, like, Saitama. I'm only needed 
when I'm needed. You know, that's the only time I do something. Otherwise, I try to just, you know, uh, not really do much. Um, I, uh, I had a friend in Dark Souls 3 that I played all of multiplayer with them, and they hated the environmental exploring section, which is like my favorite part. But they wanted me to help them with that. But in the boss fights, they made me sit in a corner. And they would solo them. Uh, and about half the way through, I needed to tell them. I'd be like, you do realize that me being here, like, doubles the boss. Yeah, power. exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, and they're like, yeah. like what? <laughs> and I was like, you guys be playing this by yourself. And every single boss in that game, I watched him solo it. Wow. It was, it was a very weird experience. <laughs> He's like, I very just need you. Yes. Yeah, it's very strange. I need your help with adventure, and I can do all the fighting and just, just be You're my just guy. You're supervisor on scene. Yeah, that's, that's it. All. It's just really weird. It is. It is really like, tell, did you recommend Shadow of the Colossus to that friend? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that I'm is. I'm sure they'd hate that. I'm sure they'd oh absolutely God. hate Shadow of the Colossus. Um, so, yeah, I was very interested to see them enjoy the game because they're very <laughs> new to it. Um, I try not to give any, like, real direction. Just told them different areas that they probably should venture into more. I think they had just, like... Because when you first get to the capital of Lindell, you kind of just, you can go right through it. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, hey, maybe go to the right. You can actually go inside the capital right now. And that's kind of where some stuff takes place. Um, another, because we have a Discord and a couple people were in different areas. Somebody just finished uh, the Fire Giant. Someone just finished the capital. Um, some... And and while this is all going on, I'm trying to get people to PvP me, but that's not going very well. Um, yeah, because you freaking level grinded to like three thousand or whatever, yeah. and then he, and then he goes into he goes into Discord like, hey, who's ready to fight? <laughs> Everybody's like on their first playthrough, like nobody, like no, anybody coming in here to get clapped by you like immediately. Like, what are you talking about? I'm only level three hundred, okay? Only, 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 only. <laughs> only level three hundred. Nah, you're doing a lot. Only three hundred, okay? This game. Was all encompassing. Like when I played this, like I would be a my. I'm usually an early bird. Me and KC would play games in the past, and it'd be like ten o'clock, and I'll be off somewhere running into a a wall. And he's like, "Did you fall asleep?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess I did." <laughs> Put the controller in my hand. But with this game, you know, I'll be up to like one o'clock in the morning. I gotta go to work at four. I'm up till one, playing Elden Ring and grinding like for 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 runes. So it was a very like. It sucked you in. Like, it made you a part of that world. And I think that was the best part of it. Like, just grinding, going, hunting for new weapons, incantations, and stuff like that. So seeing them enjoy that is also, you know, very satisfying for me. Um, uh, besides that, ooh, I, I haven't played anything else. Um, I've watched the last episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Thought I thought this episode was by far the best. Obviously, it was a season finale. Um, but it mm -hmm. definitely... It took everything to the next level as far as the previous episodes, the, the stakes. It, it was very fan service, but it was a, in a good way. You know, um, we all wanted to see how things would turn out. Um, I don't know if there needs to be a second season, but if there is. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. rumors as to whether or not they're going to do that. Because like I said before, that time is very, very, very strict. So it's hard to do too much without affecting things that have already been established as, you know, quote unquote canon. So. It's very, very difficult um, because we were led to believe that Obi-Wan was just in exile for this time. And then he was just hiding out and didn't do anything. So this first season showed us that he there was actually else something going on. 
Um, I think they did it artfully to where it didn't spit in the face of everything that's happened so far too mm-hmm. much to a certain extent. But I think it gave the fans what they wanted to see. So it helped kind of smooth some of those rougher edges over. A second season, I don't know. Um, I would like to see how where other characters go and what happens to them and how that how that transpires. Can't say too much without um, offering a spoiler. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, watch the boys. I will say, you know, somebody mentioned that they haven't, they watched the boys, but it's very graphic for them. I. Yeah, that was a Yokina yeah, cat. I, there's certain episodes that are very graphic. The very first episode of episode, I mean, of season three is very, very graphic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just very, very, very graphic. Now, some of it, I feel like, I feel like the part of episode of one of season three it didn't play much to the story for that to happen. Like, what was the graphicness of it? Like, it didn't really add or take away from the story. So I think sometimes they just need to tone that back. They kind of do shock just for the sake of doing shock. And right. if it's part of the story, I understand. Like, a lot of stuff with Homeland in the past seasons has been part of the story. You know, different situations. You know, uh, the stuff with, unfortunately, with Starlight and the Deep and that type of stuff. But, like, it starts to raise the bar like almost especially this season every episode and some of that i feel like can just doesn't need to be turned up as high as it is um but overall i think the writing is very good um i don't think this is a spoiler but uh jensen ackles as uh soldier boy i really enjoyed him really yeah. enjoyed his character um it was a great <coughs> uh, what's the, he's dean from yeah. supernatural right like, yeah Right. <laughs> no, it's crazy at the fact that like you're saying all these other words and shit like that, and I know that they mean things, but to me, it's a different language, and which is crazy because I remember reading like the first volume of the boys, but I didn't retain much of the information outside of oh, this is just crazy for the sake of being crazy, and yeah. then so the the graphic novel is also kind of like super over the top. Oh, it's even worse. Like, uh, it's even worse. Yeah. Oh, it's worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, Ooh, okay. they go balls to the wall on that one. So like when you say all these other names, and I'm like. It seems semi-familiar, but then also in my head, I'm just like, let me stop pretending I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot worse because there's other teams that you don't see in the show, mm-hmm. but there's other teams that exist in the comics that, you know, there's a lot there's a lot more in the comics, you know, so I, I kind of get that. Um, and like I said, I think that in itself is what it it's trying to establish if there are superheroes kind of in the real world. Not all of them are good, you know what I'm saying? And the ones that are good aren't always as altruistic as we would think a superhero would be. So we would think right. that some of this stuff would go on. They just turn it up to the extreme so that way you get kind of get the hint of, you know, what they're trying to convey. Um, I mean, when episode three of Stranger Things... Well, before you jump off of uh, the boys, King's Dead 42 in chat says, I suspect they push the graphic content to make the characters feel numb to it. Uh, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. angle, like cause you're just like you're juxtaposing how graphic the things they're doing are to show you like how removed from it the the people who are doing it is, and I, I think that I guess that makes sense. That's true. That could be. Oh, I could see that. For me, it's like I completely agree with Jeff, which is se- season three, episode one has a, a really really graphic sequence. I won't spoil it, especially considering we wouldn't be able to talk about it on, on Twitch. I think they'd get a bit funny. <laughs> but it has no bearing on the plot. It's just uh, it's just there. 
And mm-hmm. I, I kind of get where King Dead's coming from, and I agree with that in season one. We're in season three. We know these characters. We know what, where they're coming from. Um, for me, if something isn't driving the plot forward, it shouldn't be there. It should be. It should be somewhere else, right? Uh, let's say all the animes that are made, then they just got fucking filler episodes and nothing's going exactly. on. Exactly. Um, it was. It was a cool sequence, right? Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy that episode, but I do agree with Jeff that it's like it's kind of just there because it's graphic and it's it's funny. Um, but <laughs> later on in the season, like I've been, um, I've binged every episode like a few days ago, uh, which is a mistake because now I just want to see the last episode. Really <laughs> bad. Um, but um, I'm really, really enjoying it, and a lot of the times the violence does serve. Uh, serve the plot even when you know a lot of people die it's usually to drive the narrative forward right and it always does and um i don't think it's a big mark the series but i think the time for showing numbness to death and stuff like that i think that's season season one kind of territory mm-hmm. we're, we're beyond that yeah i agree with you gotcha. it's been very very good i uh aside from that small critique it's been very very good um establishing the new characters you know re-establishing the older characters with mm. different dynamics going on between each of the characters and their relationships with each other um it definitely puts those relationships to the to the test you know so to speak um it it definitely shows you and it's hard to say this without spoiling it which some of the slightly tone it down it definitely shows you how almost everything is connected between soups of today and soups of the past and how that whole industry came to be um Mm. and what it was built off of so like it wasn't ever built off of you know um oh you know we need these heroes to save the world or yeah like trying to do good or something right it's kind of just built off of what can we do to make money off of this and then you had the underlining things with and this is from last season, so I don't, I don't know if this is this is not really a spoiler. With Stormfront being, you know, a Nazi, you know that type mm-hmm. of stuff, and how that was <clears> intertwined <throat> in Vault, and how that stuff. You see how some of that was came to be and why, um, to a certain extent. Um, but like Jamie said, it's been very, very, very good. Um, yeah, I can't. It's hard to say more without saying more. Yeah, but like, yeah, so the, the last episode is what next Friday? Next Friday, yeah, which is crazy. All right, so nice, I'll be able to catch up by then. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, this is this, this isn't really a spoiler, but massive shout out to the writers and Homelander's act. I don't know his name, Homelander's actor. Just <clears throat> for me, that show is Homelander, it's right. such a great portrayal, and just watching him deteriorate and oh just God. is i can't take my eyes off him when he's on the screen like right. he's terrifying but you never and know when he's so gonna snap. yeah and it's just gonna snap. and that's the whole thing that's the whole show like <laughs> i reckon there wouldn't be a show if there was no homelander like yeah. it would be fun and it would be mm-hmm. great but i think a lot of it is wrapped up in in him um so big shout out to that actor yeah definitely he is yeah. definitely one of nice. the best villains I've seen oh, yeah. in quite a while. Uh, so, and it's very like he can turn a switch so quickly. Like he'll be on camera, 
you know, this the way and that way and that way and this way. And as soon as the cameras are off, he's like, you know what, I'll melt your face, you know, or yeah, you know, yeah. a-, a train, you're useless or, you know, whatever it is. Like, um, I think my first time I got like what a threat he was when I guess they had a, what was his name? Not Luminescent. What was his name? The guy from the first season? Uh, Translucent. Hmm. They had Translucent uh-huh. in the basement and they had captured him and they were trying, and he had all these soups going over the city looking for them and how terrified they were of Homelander when they stopped them in the van. Like it was just sheer fear because mm-hmm. there was the public perception of Homelander being a hero, being this all American boy, you know, and then there was what the boys knew him to actually be. And right. it was just like, holy crap. And then you start to learn some of the things he's done like that plane scene oh my god when he was like she was like we got to save these people like what do you want me to do i can't lift the plane because you remember that superman would lift the plane you know what i'm saying yeah like that it was it was like a critique specifically of superman lifting planes on a regular basis plane will fold (laughs) like there's nothing to stand on out there i'm like he's got he's got a point and he's like what are you going to grab them one by one it's like no we can't let anybody live because they're going to tell people how we let the rest of them die. He said, well, just take the girl. He was like, no. And then people were, you know, getting up. He's like, yeah, I'll laser every one of you. And it was just like, holy mm-hmm. crap. And you see Maeve and how she had to deal with that because she mm-hmm. wanted to find she a way. she was also like a prisoner. Yeah, she wanted to find a way to do what was right. And you see how that affected her and how she led to, like, drinking and substance abuse to kind of cope with some of those things. Um, so it definitely dwells into depression it does with uh dealing with past traumas um so seeing how each character deals with these situations especially when they aren't numb like everyone else when they actually feel these things and they understand the weight and the gravity of it it's very interesting it's insane because a huge part of homeland's story is like what would happen to a person who was horrifically abused as a child and then was given the powers of a god Mm. that is homelander and it's so well done it's so well done uh, i i genuinely think the boys might be some of the best television out today oh, for i think sure. it's like incredible what you just described is actually what made jessica jones season one so amazing because oh, okay, that's literally yeah that's yeah. literally Kilgrave's story like mm. he was abused and not misunderstood and mistreated as a child and kind of had this godlike ability to like control people and like you see what that wreaked havoc on the world because of that mm-hmm. so like it, it was it, he because he was in a different way he was every bit as like scary and dangerous oh, yeah. as like homelander is right yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> good but uh nick the og in chat says uh it's nuts that there are people who thought homelander was ever a good guy yeah i heard i heard about that going around on the internet folks uh freaking out because like now apparently he's irredeemable whereas in season one i guess they thought he, he could he right, could turn right, things around right, i don't know right <laughs> and then uh that's that's the scary part of that it's like he can still come back he can still you know because people you know and it's weird because people will like endeavor from um my hero academia people were ready like mm-hmm. to throw him under the bus like with some of the stuff he did and by all you know right they they, they should have right they like, go oh, he doesn't mm-hmm. deserve redemption but we'll give Homelander redemption <laughs> for the stuff I, I was I was thinking about this while watching Obi Wan because um, I'm similar to you, Jeff. The things I've been watching is the boys and Obi Wan. Right, exactly. Um, 
And I was thinking about this while watching everyone, which was, I hate redemption arcs, especially when they're connected to heinous characters. Right. Like, Anakin doesn't deserve a redemption arc. No. He is Wait, is that what child... they try to do? No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no I was no, just okay. thinking this. I was just, I was this isn't a spoiler. I was just thinking this. I'm about to no, no, laugh no. my ass off and watch He's a child murdering, this. like, he's murdered millions of people like with the death star yeah, right uh, the same with kylo yeah. ren like kylo ren does not deserve a redemption like he yeah. killed his father he killed millions of people with star killer base he they don't deserve it and then star wars is a big proponent of this they always get their redemption their family always forgives mm -hmm. them it's like you murdered children right like defenseless yeah. children right like that's a huge part of your story yeah but and those i think kids like, like oh, i was going was through something and I'm just, I was so sad. You don't understand. The sand. It didn't just, take much to turn Anakin, though, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. It didn't take much. You know, it wasn't yeah, like... Yeah. It, it didn't take much, you know. I almost said just, something really bad. <laughs> I, I dream. Anakin yeah. is this uh, modern day, uh, like, like, incel. I hate to say it. I really hate oh, to say it. Jesus. It's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm just like... <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. But yeah, yeah. He, it's I don't <laughs> so know. Bad. Yeah, I had a dream my my love my wife was gonna be also uh, an, an old wizard told me to kill her. Right. It's like so I, so I can save her. But here's the thing: she still died. So why were you still <laughs> following him? Yeah, you yeah. Did. Like didn't that didn't that man tell you that he could save her, and then that just didn't I happen? Just, I just imagine Anakin like after he gets turned into Darth Vader, and he's like you know the no scene. He kind of calms down. He's like, man, I really fucked up. Like, <laughs> Maybe I did. This was not worth it. I lost 90% of my body. My wife's dead. My kids are dead. Right? Like, this is just fucked. Wow. For him. Yeah, at that point, it's just him angrily lashing out, right? Like, he's like, oh, if I can't yeah, yeah. be happy, then the universe can't be happy or, or whatever. Yeah, some yeah. such nonsense. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, but, I mean, I... I am a fan of redemption arcs in general, but I absolutely agree that like the idea of uh, everyone being redeemable, yeah. like despite all the stuff they've no. done, like that, yeah, that, no, that I'm doesn't really hold Redemption water. arcs can yeah. definitely work. They can definitely, definitely work. It's just in, I was, it was just those examples in my brain. I was like, yeah, man, Darth Vader's a vile, vile person. <laughs> like he is horrible. Right. Like, they even gave kind of gave Darth Maul a redemption arc. Um, mm. And his, to me, his atrocities, while they were very, very high, they weren't as high as, like, Darth Vader. Like, he did some things. But he, yeah, he was a pawn. Yeah, he also, when he realized what was going on, he tried to combat it. Like, we saw in the Clone Wars and him establishing... And Rebels. Yeah, Crimson Dawn and stuff like that, and then trying to build an army on Mandalore and all that good stuff. He knew what was going to happen, and he tried to combat it. Um, even like, but for like his, his himself right, though, right, like he exactly. wasn't like, oh, I need to stop this because now I understand what it means right. to be good no, and, yeah, and whatever. No, that's he was true. just like, oh, they they screwed with me. All right, well, I'm gonna go get mine and I'm gonna make sure I'm good. Right. And at, that was at the cost of other people too. So like, he was still a villain. He just, yeah, he wasn't as bad, I, mean, did, I guess, as a dude too. who murdered billions of people. That is very true. Like whole planets of people. <laughs> I mean, he did kind of help Urza Bridges, um, and. Yeah, when they fought on, uh, I forgot the planet, he was fighting the Inquisitors and whatnot. He kind of helped out a little bit. Once again, I, was, I mean, because that, that also helped him. That like, he was helping true. himself. That's very true. That's very true. Um, but 
I'm in the same boat as you know Redemption Arcs. Um, Stranger Things season four. 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 Yeah, yes. four. Can, As, before you go fully into this, I just need to get this off my chest before it becomes mm. a conversation because I know people are going to look at me sideways and shit. That's okay. Out. I love Stranger Things as a concept of a show. It really works. Mm-hmm. It hits on nostalgia. It gets the sort of, I don't want to say coming of age thing because they kind of are already adults. Really, They are of age now. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> thing. But here's what really gets me. The story... From season one to four, I have predicted beat by beat. I have mm. not been wrong as of yet, and the same applies with this season, which I'm hoping by the when July 1st hits and they drop the next load of episodes, I am entirely wrong because I know people love this show and I'm not knocking it for it, but that's one of my biggest things whenever I'm like reviewing a piece of media. If I can predict the story before it unfolds and it's just not hitting for me, like, what I mean is, like, it's too predictable, and it's like, ah, come on. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that, full of that, that, tropes and cliches. I don't mind stuff. the tropes and cliches, because that's the same thing when people, and this is where it comes across a little extra, but, like, when people go to a comedy show, and then you hear them say, like, they make either this fake stereotype jokes or legit stereotype jokes or just, like, the random sort of impressions. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's absolutely perfectly fine to fall and lean into that as long as you do something in a creative way. And that's why I gave Stranger Things a pass for the most part. But, dog, if I enti- – because I guess they're doing a season five. If I'm able to predict this whole series from beginning to end, I will cry. Like, you should hire me, Netflix, because this is ridiculous. Uh, they will, and I think it's intentional because I think their core audience – and I mean this in the least snobbiest way possible. I don't <laughs> think the core audience of Stranger Things are people who like well-written TV. Mm. I think oh. they like comfort food and they want to yeah. be reminded yeah. of things. And it's, why it's easy to predict is because it's just rehashing loads of cliches from, you know, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it is and absolutely so not an issue with that. But I know some people, or some Stranger fans, Stranger Things fans, are like the equivalent of like when you say, when you go to like the Beehive and you say Beyonce isn't all that anymore. You're like, ah, you probably should have say that. It's not ideal. And I'm like, yeah, but she's not all that. Like, there's nothing you can tell me otherwise. I don't care what you say. It's the same thing when people fall and they say Harry Potter. I'm like, yo, Harry Potter fell off, dog. I'm not going to hold you. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh-oh. See, I know. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, a, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, but yeah, the Fantastic Beasts. Like, you're talking about, like, the Fantastic yeah, Beasts yeah. movies I, listen, in general. I eat up all that garbage. Like, it's bad. Like, literally in, <laughs> in November, I'm going to Universal Orlando just... Because, all right, take it easy. That seems like an actual <laughs> let, let me get my Lucius Malfoy cane out for a second. Yeah, I think yeah. I randomly came across a TikTok that was saying, too, that uh, the actor who plays Draco said that the actor who plays his dad actually just, like, bonked his shit. And he was in so much pain because of the... Oh, I, yeah, I, I remember oh. seeing that. In, yeah. Bless him. All right, but continue with Stranger Things, Jeff. Oh, um, so... It's it's okay. It is very good. I, th- I feel like Stranger Things is like equivalent to me to like Guardians of the Galaxy. There's some there's a great soundtrack, you know, some some nostalgia. You know, we get some of the stuff from the '80s and the '90s, and it's some likable, some lovable characters. Um, like I said, the story is isn't always. We know who the bad guy is as soon as they mention, yeah. you know. So, um, but I think the the thing it is is it. To see if it's going to unfold, to think we're, the way we think it's going to unfold, I think a lot of shows are like that. Um, yeah, especially like Marvel shows and whatnot. The shows and the movies are great, 
but half the time the enjoyment comes from speculating what we think is going to happen. Yeah. And mm. the things we project, the things that we want to see and hopes that those things might happen. And mm-hmm. whether it unfolds that we were right or unfolds that we were wrong, that's half the fun is the speculation. Um, there's tons of YouTube videos for it. Every time something new comes out, Obi-Wan Kenobi episode, this, that, you know, Miss mm. Marvel. Um, and we'll talk about that. Um, it's the speculation and the picking apart of the scenes and what they mean and this and yeah, that. John Lee Wombly is calling that the lost effect. Oh. Like from the TV show Lost, I guess. Yeah. Like speculating on what's going on yeah, in yeah. the show week to week. Yeah. That whole mystery box concept thing. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. I think Stranger Things definitely tries to follow that mold of like, oh, there's a big mystery. Um, and these are the kooky, fun-loving kids. Yeah. Who are gonna solve it for Scooby-Doo you? Scooby Doo for you, right there. Just yeah, you right, yeah. Which is another kind of well, Scooby Doo is what like sixties, yeah, seventies. And yeah. Barbara, yeah. you already know, KC. I don't care what you got to say. Garbage. Garbage. Whack. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you said it already. Like you eat it up because it's garbage. <laughs> right? The king of bad taste. I, I eat it up because it's. I listen. I never said Harry Potter's bad. I never said Stranger Things is bad. I just don't like enjoying and knowing the beats. That's exactly what happened when I reviewed stupid. Uh, one of those, what's it? Oh God, the dark anthology, but the one that came out with Ashley Dis- Tisdale. Oh, Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. great. I enjoy the experience. It's because I I like that format. But story wise, I'm like, I'm you're not hitting me with these Iraq things. I'm not. I don't feel Super America in 2004. And nah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm chilling. And then it gets to the point where it's like unlikely friends, <laughs> or unlike the enemies money. become friends. Honey Money called it House of Asses. Yes, it is House of Asses. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Louise. <laughs> but no, no. Um, I, I've also been watching Stranger Things. So I'll, I, I want to chime in real quick uh, before you like move on to a different topic. Um, I kind of really like this most recent season, but like two thirds of it specifically. Like I love all of the banter between like the kids. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I like the mystery that they have that has to do with why you know people are dying and like why is the upside down still a threat like all of that is like actually really compelling right um and it's fun to see them figure it out and how they figure it out like how smart dusty is and like how they how each of the kids are like kind of using their own individual talents to like contribute to the group as they go and investigate elsewhere like i I really like that stuff everything with 11 is mad boring mad boring like they're doing the freaking goku's thing where she she has the powers, and so they need to remove her from all situations. For because they did this last That's season right. too, if I if I recall, yeah. yeah. Like she's out doing other stuff, and like they're they're constantly going back to this whole origin story, giving you new context to it, introducing brand new characters to her origin story or whatever. And like it just feels so forced and uninteresting. And like I I at this point I don't care about L. L has not helped the group do anything. <laughs> Like, they don't need her, in all honesty. Like, they're kind of on a roll on their own. Like, I wish they would just help. They would ask, like, the police for help. Because, like, I, I can't understand at this point. Oh, like, where, where things have ended up. Like, at this point, you have so much You have so much proof. There's so much at stake. Like, get an adult, If I'm being please. honest with you, like, there's the police and then there's the kids. So it's like, as far as, like, detectives, the kids are yeah. like... No, 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 you're, you're, you're right. But at some point, like, they need more forces. Like, they need some help. Like, take what you have learned to people with resources. Yo, what resources you finna do when they snapping next? What are you talking about? 
You sound mad ridiculous. Yeah. And then the, nah, the man, government knew help. about it, and they didn't inform the cops. Right. Like, Right. The cops just like no one's saying anything about anything. You know, I did like that. Like, I guess that's half of because it. Because the whole stupid shit. I've had this conversation recently. I'm just like, you know, the government's kind of a piece of shit. And then they're like, yeah, it's been like that for years. And I'm like watching this and I'm like, it's good to know that I'm not the only person right. who had this thought initially. But also and the nothing. cops were didn't think like, oh, well, the, why would the government show up for some random killing? Like, there's not, we don't think there's more behind that, especially with everything. With the well, lab the thing, that used to be here and all that good stuff, right? We're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the government showed up, but we think it's this person or whatever it is. Like they didn't look further. Like why would the government show up for some just some random killing in a trailer park? Because listen, they just like, need to I, get that check and leave. They're not worried about the other stuff. <laughs> I think I think they're doing a lot of lying and covering up for that town, which I guess yeah. Like if you're going about your regular life. Uh, and some news report in a paper tells you, like, oh, the reason why all your neighbors died was because of some random mall fire or whatever. Like, sure, you'll probably eat that up. Like, oh, that's such a tragedy. That sounds probably a lot more plausible than, oh, there's another dimension and, like, there's a monster attacking mm, your children. Expect. So I get that. But at some point, because you keep seeing what's happening because the, mo- the rest of the town doesn't know what's going on, right? Like, at, at some point, I'm waiting... But of course it won't happen because that, kill, that will kill all the tension in the Here's show. Here's my question to you. Even if they got the whole town... Even if they got the government, what the fuck they finna do? It's a different universe. See, I, I genuinely believe if they just called the cops, the kids just called the cops, and the last episode was them storming the place, and they just win mm-hmm. with the cops, it would be the best ending because Will wouldn't have seen it coming. The, honestly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there it is. I fucking yeah, like true. that. That was a You'd great like, What are they going to do? They literally just walk in and they've got guns and they go, put them up. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, <"Okay." laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Okay. Didn't know that. That an and it just ends. <laughs> like all, all the Demogorgons and stuff all put their yeah. hands up. And like, like everybody gets together and then all their rings combine and then yes. boom. And then and Will stands up from his sofa and starts clapping. Yes. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm just like, this is genius. Yes. I didn't see this. Yeah, perfect. But no, yeah, I mean, yeah, like that. That's what makes it uh, familiar, and that's what makes it annoying too. Is like you know what's gonna happen, and you're like, why wouldn't it? Because like, there's mad movies where uh, I think that's that's a trope in and of itself, right? Like situations that could easily be solved by like picking up the phone. Yeah. Yo, hold on. This is unrelated, but this just came to mind too because you mentioned it. That trope made no sense, and it still doesn't. And it's happening now, or it happened rather, because I watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept is that they have to do this mission in a certain amount of time without being detected by drones, without this, that, and the third, so on and so forth. Right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they think to just fucking send a drone? There's a huge plot hole, and they're just like, ah, whatever. We'll do it with a fucking jet. And it's like, we- no, <laughs> use the fucking. We're in 2022. You just gotta get Tom Cruise's dumbass. The dude, this is getting me mad. <laughs> Oh, but the God. Jets will. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. I'm not. I, it was a great movie. I'm not mad at it. But I was just like, as soon as I finished watching that movie, I left the theater thinking there was a better way to go about this. Yeah, about the movie Top Gun Drone. You know, so honestly, I'd watch a Top Gun <laughs> Tom Drone. Cruise. <laughs> 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 oh, that would be golden. You got the rig well, set up like the. Uh, I would watch that. Like the yeah. um, NASCAR races during uh, COVID when he had like the whole rig set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right over and my you head, really mate. feel what the drone feels, Tom. Yeah, makes sense. It's crazy. Um, Miss Marvel has been very, very good. 
Um, okay. I was hesitant to watch. Like, oh, it's going to be another teen drama. I'm, I'm all on a teen drama. Like, any room for that was... What was the last teen drama you watched? I feel like everything on the CW had teen drama. <laughs> all right, yeah, you do still watch all the Arrow. Watching yeah. okay. Arrow, Flash. Yeah. She's watching Riverdale before he goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Diaries, say no. Um, but uh, I feel like... Because when I was the CW's problem, they, a lot of stuff, they venture into that, oh, this person loves this person, that person loves that person. Oh, you lied to me. Oh, I can never trust you again. All that mm-hmm. stuff. It's like they put that in everything. But uh, I was worried that that was going to be a Miss Marvel thing, you know. I don't mind. I feel like it touches on her being an actual teenager in a real world. You know what I'm saying? Not in a teen know, drama. Right, drama yeah. hero, you know? That makes so, sense. Yeah. We're like, Did you we're like teenagers initial... basically have jobs and... <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they go out on dates and just... They just they have cars and just I don't know like the teens have so much autonomy in on TV like I was not allowed to do any of this stuff. Just having sleepovers. Jeff, did you initially read the uh, comic? Yes, yeah. I, I'm very. Uh, Inhumans are probably one of my favorite groups in Marvel comics. So when they introduced her, I was very much a whole the, the whole thing with the Terrigan mists and all that good stuff. So I was looking forward to her, but you know how when something goes from comic to show they have to add another aspect to it yeah of course of so course. i wasn't sure to show what that aspect was going to be but i love how they're dealing with and something i think marvel phase four is doing in a because we have the world changes stuff but we also have especially with like thor love and thunder we have everybody dealing with religion and what that means in a superhero world like what does a religion mean when you literally have gods who are walking pretty much among you like what is how does that question your religion or how does that play into it and how do you uh i can't really say that um because like one of the commandments is thou shall have no god before me right so how do you not worship these heroes but celebrate them while also being accepted of your religion and i think this does a great job of explaining that world uh and and um, and and I love the the way they explore the Muslim culture and highlight the parts of it and how it affects this this brown skinned girl from Jersey City. Oh yeah, you guys must have loved that. You ate that up. Yeah, like I know. That's yeah, from. exactly. I, 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 I haven't went seen to it yet, the but... site where she was eating. I was like, Yo, I'm gonna, let me I'm let me tell you something, Casey. Oh, straight up, I I feel that. Casey, let me tell you something, and it, even JMA, y'all gonna sound like I am, like, slobbing on the knob of the show. I don't care how bad that sounds. Miss Marvel has the best transitions <laughs> I've seen in the recent, like, decade. I shit okay. you not. It's done in such a magnificent way where it's intertwined into the actual mm. narrative and what's going on. It still keeps the tone of what the comic is, where it's kind of bubbly, but it's also, like... You can kind of relate to it regardless of your age frame. And mm-hmm. also when they do it, it's one of those things where I literally told my girlfriend when we watching it, I, I'm, I'm like, yo, I got to rewind that. Because the inner nerd or the whatever cinema in me, <laughs> like when I think about that, I think about school. And I'm like, yo, if I could have done that in my senior thesis, I'd be, I'd be working with fucking Ooh. anywhere Warner Bros. Like, this is crazy. Maybe. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Fantastic. You'd be working on Miss Marvel. I'd yeah, be, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want to put nah. I, that's where I aspire. I don't think I ever want to be at that. I don't think I'll ever be at that level. Tell you that much. 
I've never uh, had my opinions on a show changed so quickly from hearing both of you talk about it. I've been completely switched off from Miss Marvel because I was like, "Oh, that's fine. that looks like a teen drama," and yes. I I've just come off the back of watching The Boys, and yeah, that you know, looks yeah, like I the complete opposite of what I want. So, but yeah, I think I'm going to check it out now. It's, that it's just good? really refreshing. Like the story for me is a hit or miss. Like it's not I feel like the story is very good. I feel like it's. Here's the thing, and and it's immediate payoff. I do like that. It's not introducing something and yeah. waiting, making me wait to the end of the season to get those answers. It'll introduce something and then give me those answers. Of course, and and, and the format's really nice because it still gives you that sort of like hook at the end, where it's just like we'll get you in the next episode. You're gonna want right. to do the next week. And I say hit or miss more so. I like it. It's hating for me. But mm -hmm. I say hit or miss because I keep in mind of, like, the general general audiences. And if you don't really have a connection to the uh, character, if you didn't read the comics, if you just have no relation or connection to being a person of color or even to the location, like, there's some things that could be, like, it, this, this doesn't connect with me. And that's perfectly fine. Doesn't mean you shouldn't check it out because of that. And I think people right. initially, like, they're seeing... Like, even when they say nicknames for, like, their parents or, like, their mm -hmm. brothers or so on and so forth, like, that is ingrained within the culture. That is right. ingrained within people. And that's not a universal thing. We know America's kind of a hot mess. So, um, you know, people have their strong opinions. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my thing is more so, like, I'm open-ended. I'll watch whatever. I'll, I'll, it, it doesn't hurt at this point. So my thing is that, like, I connect to it because, like, I've been over there in Jersey City. I know what it's like to have where I have, like, I refer to my aunt and uncle not in English, and I refer to them by something that's connected. You know what I mean? I know right. the struggle of being, like, told that, or my sisters, actually. I've seen my sisters go through the struggle where you can't wear this because you're a young woman and guys are disgusting. You know what I mean? There's shit like that that it may not connect with all audiences, but because I'm so close and connected and I understand that because I've witnessed it in real life, I think it hits at all bats for me. Um, will it hit for everyone else? Can't say, but I do think <clears throat> it's worth a watch. Um, um, I, 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 I hate the idea that because something is like foreign to you, uh, you can't connect with it. Yeah, I, it's a like, weak thing, like but I, people are like... Yeah, like I, I feel like most people will say that as an excuse for just being ignorant and prejudiced, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. For because, sure. like, because they'll, they'll spend countless hours learning about fake shit. Oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> like the, the Elder Scrolls and Lord of Rings, none of that is your culture. Right. Like, all that shit is made up BS. So, like, you're going to tell me that you didn't learn about that stuff as you watched it because you were interested in it? Yeah. Like... Uh, like Jeff uh, mentioned as well, um, Rami is another show mm -hmm. uh, that's also set in Jersey, weirdly enough, that follows like a, a Muslim family. And like there's so much that it gives you that helps you understand like kind of the Muslim experience in the modern day, especially for like a like a young millennial. Right. And like I was in like I love that. show. It's probably like one of my favorite uh, like dra it's a drama comedy, but it's one of my favorite dramas of like the last five years. Like it's it's amazing. And like if if Miss Marvel is kind of dipping their toes in that water as well as a Disney superhero thing, like that's that's fantastic. Right. Like I can't wait to start that up. Right. The best TV. It's... Carry on, dude. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say quickly, the best TV or media in general is stuff that can entertain you, but also teach you at the same time. Of course, about yeah. other cultures, mm -hmm, yeah. about people's backgrounds, about uh, like different experiences. When I watched TV as a kid, is uh, it was very different to how I watch now because of the experiences I've had in my life. It's changed how I viewed things, and 
if we can learn that from watching because it's very hard for me as uh, an English person to by happenstance learn about the culture from where you guys are from in America right it's very difficult for me to get to learn that unless I watch media based around that stuff mm-hmm. and that's how I learn and that kind of makes my worldview stronger and makes me understand things better and the best TV and media does that and I think it sounds like Miss Marvel is doing that and now I want to watch it even more you fucks <laughs> sorry <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Sharing those experiences. All right. Um oh, last thing. Um I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good show and the superhero part is secondary to it. The yeah. superhero part is a part of it, but it's also telling a compelling story while she just so happens to be this 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 teenager who wanted to who idolized superheroes, who became one and it isn't what you know as glamorous as she thought it was going to be, and then dealing with all those things. So I think they did a great job at it. And like JMA said, I was very much hesitant because I thought it was going to be you know teen drama ish, yeah. and I was just like you know no thank you. But I love the writing. I love the authenticity behind it. I love how authentic it is, and how it even down to you know uh, you know taking off the shoes when you go in the mosque and. You know, washing your hands and your feet and the different clicks in the moss. Like, it does a great job. Like, some Ferris Bueller stuff. Like, yo, you got the geeks and the uh, the, the jocks <laughs> and stuff over here and that type of stuff. Like, I love that whole aspect. Even the music is very, very good. Yep. Um, so, uh, I know it was a little bit long, but, yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching and playing. All right. No, I feel like you touched on a, a bunch of stuff that other people were probably going to talk about, too. So that frees them up to go into some some other things. But um, who, anybody else want to uh, chime in? What you've been playing and watching? Jamie, you got this? Because I feel like <laughs> I want you to learn. I feel like you just said the sentence of like you, you've learned through American culture. And I'm just like, he probably watched Shameless and thinks we're all fucking idiots, which is fair. If you've <laughs> you, seen do Shameless. 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 Do you, know, you do know Shameless. You do know Shameless is a remake actors. of an English show. Right? I know. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I got If I'm not the if I'm not the dumb one in the episode, we're not even recording anything. Like 100%. Okay. I just um, found out about, about America another show from too. Shameless. You know, listen. You know, the British show. Listen. <laughs> listen, that's how believe it or not, there was this show oh fuck, it's it's driving me. It was in the US, but they have it it was initially in the UK and the it was no, no, no. no. It was like a, it was like thing. it was like a Degrassi version of it. Teen drama. In betweeners? Teen nah. drama. English teen drama. It it was the best way I got. Oh, skins. Skins. Skin. Oh yeah. Skins, skins taught me yeah. so skins much on the culture. I love skins. And I abs- yeah. I stopped after like the fourth or third season. I gotta go back and get get access to it. But skins is a prime example of like I mean, not obviously like that's how it all runs to the UK, but it educated me on terms. I knew what a bell end was because of that. You know what bell I mean? End. Like I didn't know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, J- Jimmy, how how real is Skins? Because Skins is wild. Well, in <laughs> like, the British one. Yes. Oh, British that's one, like yeah. authentic to how British teenagers grow up. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are fucking nuts. What? What did you say? I didn't hear you I say. I said you got you ecstasy on you right now. Didn't oh, yeah. You said yeah. Got a right here, dude. Um, it's yeah. No, it's very authentic. When. It used to air when I was a teen, so it was uh-huh. really weird to watch other teens kind of have those similar experiences. I'm not saying all British teenagers are like drug 
fueled crazy fuckers. Ooh. But it, like a lot of a lot of people I know and uh, grew up with were mm. in groups like that, right? Um, and it's very authentic, especially the way they talk. It's very authentic. Very, very good. Um, True. Yeah, Skins is great. Because right, it's, it's basically, yeah, Skins was basically Euphoria before Euphoria. Because mm. like I, cause I look at Euphoria now and I'm like, nobody's kids are doing the, this today. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it seems so dis- inauthentic. But I don't know, like, Skins, always, like that felt like a like a thriller. Like, the I time it came out, yeah, it was lives. very authentic. Like, back, back then, yeah, media and, like, gaming and stuff like that was becoming a bigger thing. But a lot of the times socializing was going out and like drinking and doing drugs and that's what <laughs> socializing was and uh you guys are kind of clued into it but like england has a really big drinking problem and a lot of us started drinking so it's not just no not no, just no. Tea? no 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 it's uh, alcohol <laughs> like we're one of the worst countries in the world for like binge drinking mm. with oh man bad um and a lot of that's to do with one our you know, our parents did it, so kids grow up to want to do it. Um, that's a huge mm-hmm. problem with drug abuse. And also, like, it was a kind of rite of passage that you would get some really cheap cider, sneak out to the park when you're, like, 12, get shit fake. Like, that's just what you did. We'll trade the drinking problems for the gun problems in America. Deal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. You've got real bad problems. And at least we're smaller, so we can yeah. try and contain it a little bit. Oh more. my god. But yeah, it's um it's yeah, it's very authentic. Uh, I no, I didn't watch skins <laughs> this week. Um but it's very good show. Um yeah, been watching the boys, been watching that was Obi-Wan. Episode, right? of skins yeah, yeah, sure. I I've just been watching it on repeat. Speaking, that's what my life was like. Um, <laughs> you cheeky bastard you cheeky fuck um, yeah Obi-Wan boys uh, kind of echoing Jeff absolutely loving it uh, especially the boys Obi-Wan was it was a show I don't people, some, a lot of people are giving it a lot what? of shit mm-hmm. and I don't really get that I just think it's it's exactly what it wants to be it's right. exactly it's doing exactly what it wants um, some of the writing is a tiny bit wonky but let's be real, Star Wars writing is wonky. Mm-hmm. It always has been. Yeah. And yeah, to fit in true. line, if it wants to feel Star Wars, it kind of has to be a bit wonk. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I'm just along for the ride. Um, yeah, really loved uh, the visuals. Really, really good show. Gaming-wise, I've been playing an absolute fuck ton of Disco Elysium. Um, that's because I'm making an episode on it next. And my God, that game is so unbelievably good. It hurts my soul. <laughs> it's probably one of the it's not in my uh, top 5 games of all time or anything uh, mainly because I probably wouldn't have played it unless I was making a video on it because I'm dyslexic and that game is 95% reading and 5% yeah, a lot of text wandering around looking for people to talk to so it's not something I would usually pick up but um, it was recommended for my Illusion of Choice video and it's probably one of the best design games I have ever seen in my life. It's outstanding. The, d- the amount of detail that game goes into just for standard conversations. And it's using... I'm going to go into this since my video, so I don't want to go too deep. But it's using mm-hmm. all of the standard techniques that we use to create the illusion of choice. But it does them to such a degree, to such detail, 
that it becomes invisible because mm. you, you don't feel like you're being guided in a direction because every choice you has you have gives you a new piece of law about the people you're talking to about the world or something the the sections that would be superfluous in other games that would just loop you around back to the main path give you full detail on the world mm. and just round out how you learn and it's incredible um other than that i've been playing a shit ton of uh team fight tactics which is like a league of legends um auto chess game oh right yeah um i adore that game <laughs> i it's so fun like you can just i'm really into games at the moment where i can play them with one hand and just like put it on at will i put it on the <laughs> i'm sure you're thinking of something day oh i'm i'm minding my business <laughs> <laughs> like that went right over my head until you said right. will <laughs> you invited the idea yeah no I'm, I'm getting in early before you bring it up later and um i can just put it on and because it's auto chess it's team fight tactics I, you place your teams and i'm sure you guys have seen it and then they fight each mm. other and you just see who wins and then next round you move your minions around give them different items and just try and make them win the next one so i can play uh place all my things with one hand and mainly tend to my puppy because she's taking up a lot of my energy at the moment so i'm enjoying games where i can just be like go and then i can look away for a minute right. and then come back and i haven't missed anything um the complete opposite of disco elysium where you have to fucking stare Absorber. and listen to every single second of it so i've been really enjoying that um it's really nice to play that casually with uh friends in the evenings when i have time um but that's that's been a bit about me i've been looking out for a really good multiplayer game that i want to get into recently i miss just having something to look forward to to play in the evenings like yeah yeah i miss that feeling and i really want it but just waiting for the right game to show up really but yeah Yeah. that's me destiny does that for me i think i took a break for a while but i'm really really into it now it definitely fills that void of a of a multiplayer game Mm. um and with the new DLC and the new story, it's just been, I think this is the best writing it has ever been in Destiny. Um, hmm. I think Sigma will tell you they did a, a story about um, one of the main characters, one of the main characters of the game who's been around forever. And they hmm. they they shed new light on his past. Because essentially as right. a guardian, the Zavala you, thing. you've probably been alive for hundreds of years. And so, like... 90 years is like the blink of an eye, you know, so, and it tells you what happened with his wife and a bunch of stuff, just very, very good writing. And um, my only critique is that they, they're not using um, Ikora enough. They had her like be useful in the beginning, like in the Witch Queen, but they're not using her enough. Um, So I'm hoping that changes, but definitely a great multiplayer game with the raids and the dungeons and, and, and PVP if that's your thing. But it's been, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've played quite a lot of it. I've been thinking about jumping back into it, but I tried a little while back, and then I played it a lot on Battle.net, and then they did the whole thing where they moved the free-to-play, well, left Activision, did all that, and my account <laughs> got wiped, and I couldn't Ooh. relink my account, so I lost everything. Oh. And then Ooh. I tried to jump back in with a friend, and they they would have been playing for, for a long time and what was ahead of me, and I, the new player experience in that is very like uh mm-hmm. like it's yeah. very in your face and it's like listen to these <clears> things <throat> do this and i just got tired i was like uh right. 
I can't, I can't. But um, yeah, it, it's yeah, tough to try and break yeah. back in because, like, yeah. I also was like, oh, Witch Queen seems like exciting. I bought it, played like some of the first mission uh, in the story, or whatever, and then just kind of wandered off because <laughs> it's like it's, it's there's so much in there. Right. Yeah. I will say they streamlined it. It used to be like when you went in, you had all the past stuff. Now it's mm-hmm. just starting from from the Witch Queen going forward. So you haven't okay. had to had to play. You don't have to go back and do the story for everything that's been there, which is like yeah. three or four different DLCs. Now you just get in and you started. <clears throat> they started everybody at the same place. So whether okay. you were an old player or a new player, when you got in, you, everyone started at the same place that's good. to make it a lot easier. But yeah, before even when I went back, I was like, I've been away for like months. I got back. I'm like, where do I start? Like, what should I be that's doing? That's my problem. Right that's yeah. my problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Honey Money's asking, has the Witch Queen been received by, been well received, by the way? I can't remember. Uh, I think it has. Witch Queen has been received pretty well, especially with the uh, the Void 3.0 rework. And then also now with the season of The Haunted, I feel like it's been a... This season has been even better than the Witch Queen as far as... And it, uh, Solo 3.0, which means they add modifiers to your existing abilities, kind of similar to what they did with Stasis, if you experience mm-hmm. that, which changes the way your abilities work. It allows for so much more customization as far as builds go. So you're not just going, okay, this weapon, this weapon, this weapon, this exotic. That's what I'm doing. No, you put your mods on. It works with this. Then you have your seasonal artifact. The mods from that might work with this. So it just adds. When I, like Sometimes I'll get in and they have the Destiny item manager where you could save builds on there. So I could select the build on there and it'll automatically change my gear and weapons and all my mods to that specific build. A lot of times I'm just like tinkering with builds. Like, okay, well, this works with that. Will this do this? Will this do that? And to me, that's another layer to it as opposed to just jumping in and playing the shooter. Um, and then next... Like the min-maxing it continues to be fun. Yeah, because honestly, I'm not even in a rush to get to whatever max light is right now. I'm having fun doing the events that are popping up right now and doing the story stuff. PvP's fun. I never do Gambit, just hasn't been fun in a long time, so I don't do Gambit. But the getting pieces of gear that I want to work with this, get the, the, there's so many different weapons now, it's just, you can just go nuts. Um, and then next will be Arc 3.0. So they're redoing all the subclasses to add different abilities, and each one, so Void would be like debuffs, and yeah, pretty much debuffs. Solar are buffs, so you buff yourself and your allies. Um, and in Ark, I'm not sure what that's going to be, but it definitely has been um, so much better that I can actually want to come play it on a daily basis like I used to. Did Jeff just say he nice. wants to buff himself? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to hear that. <laughs> yeah, while he plays with one hand. Yeah, you ever buff yourself one-handed? It's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All the time in TFT. Every night. Cast spells with you. Um, all right, uh, does that do it for you, Jimmy? Or you got some yeah, other yeah. things you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that's all, all good on my end. <laughs> it's the worst for whenever um, me and James are on the same thing because he's like, Will says the stupidest shit. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it, Will. It's so good. <laughs> I could go brief. All right, Will, did you, did you want to share with the class? Yeah, I'll share with the or class. You, Thank you, you wanted to go Jersey last. teacher. It's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. Content, uh, uh, media that I've absorbed. I recently rewatched uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, I, oh, okay. I miss Brooklyn, and that was the closest thing I had to it, and I understand it because he <laughs> literally grew up where I grew up, so it makes sense. Um, I finally watched and f- 
finished, um, I think, JM8 was on the show, Ted Lasso, both seasons. It's great. Um, it's Yeah, it's a great show. Wait, like what the fuck? Rewind. What the fuck? I'm on that show? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I assume everybody in the UK is on the show. Okay, that's not the point. Yeah, it, take, it takes place in the UK. Yeah, so that, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in that. I've seen you in the background. Like, Doing here. ecstasy in the background. I'm simultaneously <laughs> filming an episode of Skins. <laughs> Two shows at once. Yeah, no, that was that was it. Amy recommended me to watch. I was just dragging my feet, got through it, loved every bit of it. She did the exact same shit with uh, Disco Elysium, and she literally recommended that like years ago or a year or so, whatever ago. And I'm like, dude, I gotta play it, but I just haven't had. You know, my thing is a lot of like you guys kind of brought it up in the last conversation, just uh, like Destiny. My finger hurts when I think about Destiny because I'm just holding the right trigger. But like that shit, it's it's one of those things where, and I think it's changed ever since I've gone with like doing coverage or media and anything. Like I I noticed like. I just want to play something that's simple. So when they give me too many options, I get overwhelmed and my anxiety just spikes. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, mm-hmm. let me play. That's why I think I go to Fortnite because I'm like, it's comfort. What's the worst what? that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I go to no build mode. I shoot the gun. I run away. Bada bing, bada boom. That's just kind of how yeah, I was going to say. Like, the building the, thing would give me yeah, uh, anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. But yeah, they took it out in one mode. So it is a, it is a problem as well. It's fun, but also not in the same regard because the skill-based matchmaking still gives me with people who are like really really fucking good and i'm like i'm only good because i know how to edit and build that's it outside of that i'm like yeah it's it's uh, neither here or there but um yeah i've also watched love on the spectrum fully um okay i've watched both the uk series and the u.s series because their u.s series ended up coming out um great show obviously it's it's one of those things where you start to learn a little bit more about um, the spectrum and how high functioning, low functioning, and the, everything in between, how supporting and love. It's like it's a feel good show. And I think it sometimes you could cringe because there's like, there's an actual soundbite of somebody with their friends and they said, oh, strawberry boom boom in my mouth. Should you not? That is something that's said. It's a soundbite. I love it. It's hilarious. But also, like, you know, I, I, you can't make fun of it because of the situation, but it's just like, this is a sound clip I need for like a stream. This is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> So there's some gems that are there. Um, Iconic. I've watched, obviously, Top Gun. I mentioned Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the first Top Gun is super duper. I watched that the night before. Uh, mm. 280s for me. Um, just like, I thought they were gay. I'm surprised they weren't gay. Oh, that movie is know. one of the gayest movies it's, ever it's, made. And it's so, glorious. Super duper. So so there's that. Um, Honey Money's acting. Do I play Siege? Don't you even start with me with that. Um, outside of that, video games I have... <laughs> I, I have been playing like just kind of easy. I yesterday I literally went through all free to play. I just started downloading. Just went off. Like yeah, I saw you were streaming uh Roller Champions yep, for a little bit. Totally not because I'm from Ubisoft. No, but literally <laughs> my friend was like, "Yo, I don't want to play anything crazy. You told me Roller Champions free to play. Let's give it a shot." So I was like, "All right, cool." We literally played like twelve matches, or maybe more. We definitely played more than twelve matches. I mean, it's such an ugly game. Oh, it's an ugly game, but it's a four, it, on the PC. It's five gigs. What do you expect? It's like reboot. You know? It's just like reboot. It's like I, I believe that shit. Like- <laughs> Yo, no, yeah, the, the character faces do look off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I I went through the tutorial and I did play one match because uh, I was I was curious about it. The first match that game console. has fun mechanics. It it, no, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I spoke to the, the first match cannot be first bots. match is always bots. <laughs> always because I definitely was MVP I, that I won match. the first match. <laughs> 
I won the first match, and the day after, I was in the meeting, and I'm like, yo, let me talk to you for a second. And I asked the comm dev, I'm like, is this like a bot match? Because I got really excited. She's like, yeah, the first one's always bot matches. I'm like, fuck off. You let all, all right. the air out of KC sales. He's like, man, I was in the no, match. But I was yeah. like, no, I was MVP. I was MVP. Quit while you ahead. But, that's, <laughs> but no, no, I, the, the mechanics in that game feel really good. Like, that that game feels really, like, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, how, how good Rocket League feels yeah. when you're, like, just you just have really good control over your uh avatar in this case it's a personal roller body skates. control a lot of body control yeah a lot of good body control in roller champions roller champions is seriously one of those games where it's like you have to be like it's a team sport it's hard it's it's dumb to say but like you can get major boost by having somebody else that's going within the same direction you can use that to then use it to kind of navigate and get like different angles off of people i've seen people do the jesus shot which is like they literally go to the top of the map and as the goal opens they dive into the three-point row or the whatever five whatever the point thing is so it's crazy like i'm not playing i'm not gonna say i'm advanced but yesterday i played that we didn't lose a match and it's dumb because i bought the battle pass for it because i'm like all right i didn't lose a match so i guess i'm doing this again <laughs> so that so that was now you got hooked. <laughs> that was the side all those matches yeah. were also bots yeah. little did you I'm know mad, <laughs> hey listen dog, I, they, just, they took my ten dollars damn you eves that's not the point <laughs> so i did that you, pass, you start losing like, yeah, I, I, yo, that would break my heart, son. We 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 have a thing where every time we we were just going, and I don't know why. I think it's just because we I actually have friends playing. When you play that game in, as an individual, you, all you get is Kobe's. Like they're ball hogging, they're not passing, and it's stupid. Yeah, I noticed because that because it's ridiculous. In the match I had. However, if you grab like an actual like I only had one person, and we always just kept the ball moving and stuff like that. I, it was great camaraderie, and it actually helped a lot with the experience. Mm. It's like in Knockout City. Knockout City is a fantastic game, but it once is, you get yeah. people yeah. who know how to pass, yeah. that game becomes someone else. Like, yeah, yeah that's why well, I even recently download, re-downloaded Knockout City because I played it as an individual and I hated it, like just solo, and it wasn't fun. And mm. everyone else who was telling me, like uh, my previous editor was saying, yo, listen, if you play this with me or like with any other person that who actually has a fucking brain cell, this can be absolutely fantastic. And lo and behold, oh, yeah. it was. So. Yeah. Um, the only game that out of my free to plays because I've just been doing a lot of that. Um, fucking been hating Rocket League because skill based matchmaking is just not. I don't know why they think I can fly. That's not what I do. <laughs> I'm on the ground. I'm here to blow people up, and I can't fucking they're, play. They're telling you that you gotta go to flight school. I'm you gotta, you gotta learn how to fly. I'm call Tom good. Cruise and you figure it out from there. <laughs> right, you just watch Top Gun. <laughs> uh, it, get in the air. He can't fly. He's too busy flying those drones. Yeah, yeah. This, that's playing. He's playing Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I've been trying to dip into free to plays because I've been, uh, as I'm not getting too heavy into it because I'm under NDA. But obviously, there's Ubisoft games that's coming out later this year, so I've had a lot of like focus on that at work. So when I just want to get off, I just want to play something that's chill, something right. that's easy, and something something where that you can play with one hand. Yeah, right? Something I could play one hand, <laughs> touch my dog. The right. best type of game. The best game where you can yeah. finish you can finish the whole match in one hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> you know, your you hands solo. get a little clammy, a little icky, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's part of the process. You can solo the whole game. Sometimes Dorito chopsticks on your on the, the mouse hand. Oh, and you can oh eat with that hand as well. Yeah. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get any further. Can we talk about game preservation? Wasn't that Overwatch? Let's talk about Overwatch and game preservation. I played. Uh, are, 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 you, are you done with your? Uh... Yes, I, I had more, but you know what? We're looking. It's almost noon. We gotta start pushing. 
yeah, we 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 took a while. Uh, even though I hey, said go nuts, you said you go nuts. Listen to <laughs> me. Yeah, nuts. you guys listened, so it's it's fine. Uh, but you know what? Real quick, I'm gonna go through um, at least one thing that I've been watching because for a long time, folks have been saying, "Have you watched this yet? Have you watched this yet?" I finally watched Sing Two, the the Illumination oh, sequel to that first movie with the animals Ooh, singing. Okay. Yeah, yesterday. Did you watch? Yeah, two. who's been badgering you to watch Sing Two? People in the escape chat the, never shut up about. Yeah, the, hey, Sing Two. Have you watched Sing Two? <laughs> 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 look, there, look, there goes Honey Money right. Look, Honey Money right now is she, she she's happy now because it was it was mainly Honey Money. Said, have you watched Sing Two yet? Casey hates DMing you saying, "I know you haven't seen. Come on." Casey hates Illumination stuff. Yeah, I do. I do hate Illumination stuff. I think they are a shoddy animation studio. Not their animation is actually really good. Like they make really good looking movies, and the like the cinematography and like the the set pieces and stuff in Sing 2 are amazing. Like, the, the little showcases, like right. the big set piece with, like, the perform, like, that's, yeah. that stuff actually looks really, really good. Especially, like, the Alice in Wonderland, like, when it started out, that was, like, really yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I was very impressed by all that stuff. Like, the Flamingo Dancers, like, the actual space performance thing that was in there. All that was great. The writing is terrible, yes. though. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, what? The first one, the first story was really good. The second one, I don't know what happened. The, the first story is better, yes, and I, like, I take issue with the fact that it's a musical that just uses other people's music. Like, I liked those musical sequences because I liked a lot of the songs that they picked, but like, traditionally, and this might just be me being like an old man about it, but traditionally, like, you watch one of these animated movies, and it's like, where are the original songs that go along with this, these movies, yeah, right? Yeah, like, because be some of those are like iconic. Let me stop you off and just ask you a quick question right now. What's your opinion on Trolls One and Trolls Two? I saw the first Trolls. It is awful. It's terrible. All right. So then I don't understand this. They're, they're, <laughs> they're very identical. It's literally very similar. Even Trolls 2 is fantastic, believe it or not. It takes the same shit and it just adds to it. But okay. So the, the troll movie, the Trolls movies use like um, original, not original music, like uh, existing music yeah, for its, its musical same numbers. Yeah, outside of the fucking Justin Timberlake song that I hate so much because every two seconds you go into a goddamn stuff. I got this feeling. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, you sounded just like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you sounded just like that man. <laughs> but oh yeah, trolls, trolls. I like trolls. I didn't like at all. Like the story in trolls didn't make any sense. Well, now you should watch like, trolls in, too, just because. Sing is just like a, it's it's like American Idol ish in terms of and like I like the individual characters in Sing One. Sing Two, like it's the same people. So like that in and of itself, you have built in likability because they were likable the first time. But like what they're doing just doesn't make any sense. Like the plot makes no sense at all. And like the message at the end of the story, like I don't know what it is they were like trying to convey because like the main character essentially lies <laughs> and then like manipulates and cheats his way into like making it big like and like they did it in the first one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. No, it's it's the same. Th it's not for you. It's for kids. It's, you're not the audience. No, I I do not accept that as an excuse no, to, that, to do a, bad writing. Listen, like, let me explain something to you. If you go in to go watch the SpongeBob movie, if they randomly made a SpongeBob movie because they do that now and then, they've they've made like three. Yeah, I but think. my thing is, is that you're not watching it primarily for the story to keep it a buck with you. If you are, you're why the not intended audience? Why not? The SpongeBob cartoon series has, or at least had, amazing writing. So like, why wouldn't you expect that to continue what, the, when you what, go to watch a movie? What's the story in the SpongeBob uh, TV show? What's the, what's the what's the overarching arch? 
Shut up. That's what so, it is. Sponge, <laughs> shut up is the is over, guys. <laughs> SpongeBob is not a continuous. It's like it's not a serial. It's an episodic. Ser, like it's it, a yeah. It's episodic. I know. I know. So individual episodes will have their own themes and funny. Like it's it's comedy and based. The it's, best it's children's movies. Writing. The best children's movies have uh, other humor that the adults will only get. They're the best, yeah, of course. But Where that's it's also I'm... entertaining. Toy Story I, I... is a wonderful example of a movie that oh, right. has right. some kind of weird, raunchy humor in yeah. the the undertones, which is great. But, tr- but traditionally, if you watch kids' movies like that that are mass produced by bigger companies, like Illumination is a prime example. Like you're not watching their Despicable Me series for the story. Well, you're there. Yeah. So, so I would argue, why are you watching it? Yeah. Yo, don't, hold hold the phone. See. You watch Sing, which is not a problem. You watch Sing 2, still not a problem. The fact... Have you seen the trailer for the new Minions movie? You mean The Rise of Gru? I, I don't know. Yeah. That movie, that trailer itself, I don't know if the story's going to be good. I don't know anything outside of that. That trailer was enough to be like, shit, I kind of want to watch it. It's, it's, it's just so obnoxious. So, wait, wait, so wait. from the trailer, what is what did you get in terms it's of just what, like, what's the story that's going to tell you? It's not the story that I'm there for, honestly. I'm there for a different... So what are you there for? Like That's what's confusing. Like, you're the, going to watch a movie, but you're not going for the story. It's the same reason why you, wa- you watch Spongebob, <laughs> the Spongebob movies or something like that. It's not realistically for the huge comedic bits that's there. It's just because, there's yes, there's some moments that are funny. Yes, there's some calls back. It's a little comforting. But on top of that, it's just a new, it's a new bigger story. Is the story fantastic? No. But like what Spongebob... Thing did you watch where the movie oh yes i gotta go get the fucking uh something from king trident it's 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 stupid it's, it's ridiculous however you're not there for the, that you're there to be the a first spongebob humor. movie is actually good though like there's there's nothing wrong with that first spongebob movie like it's funny it has you're uh, telling me uh, having they watch pop out of nowhere that was hilarious. That was, yeah, that was hilarious. I'm that not was saying funny. it's not hilarious. I'm, I'm just Dude, saying. Dude, they like, like ride on his chest hair across the sea. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 That part wasn't for kids though. That part was more for. Yeah, like those, those the kids don't know who. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, kids have no idea who Baywatch. David Hasselhoff yeah. is yeah. or Baywatch. Be da- kids never woke up and had whatever local <laughs> channel TV and Baywatch was a rerun. I feel Baywatch like I've seen has it. Been on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, there's some people. I remember being poor. All they had is UPN nine playing reruns of yeah, old stupid 11. shows. Yeah, yeah it's like, we, I know that. We just had reruns of Skins, honestly. That's what we had. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to bring up Sing Two for for my section. Um, we'll we'll move on to our actual topic. <laughs> I just really love the idea of Casey politely waiting for us to all finish so we could finally sing talk me. about Sing, sing Two. two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Miss Marvel, not Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, which you know what? No shame. But I just wanna, I wanna get a next time a docket or like something like an actual saying. Like, yeah, no, mad people asked me. No, one person asked you to watch Sing Two, and you watched it. No, honey, Honey Money has a militia behind her. Like they, she knows what she did. Honestly, I'm fair. That's absolutely fair. I feel like Honey Money would have a gang with her, so ain't no shame. Uh, Honey Money's now asking about pitch, uh, pitch perfect opinions. Oh, hold on, Uh, I've seen. How many of those movies are there? Are there four. three or two? Seventy-six. There are four. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen two. Have you seen the British? Um, and I like them. They're they're funny. Have you seen the British version? There's a British, <laughs> There's a British version. <laughs> yeah, it's directed by Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I play Anna Kendrick's character in that one. <laughs> it's not the cup song. It's the pipe song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like I like the first two Pitch Perfect movies. I also watched Glee. I thought Glee was a great sitcom. That's Glee's also a about like show. a bunch of kids singing. Glee's a great yeah. show. So you it, realize it gets bad people. after the main cast leaves. 
That's that's mm. nine times. Like they out of they ten. go to college. They introduce a bunch of new kids. The show drops off a cliff. Yo, <laughs> I, you know what's crazy? Unrelated, but like I just recently found out that fucking Grant Gustin was on the show. The guy who was on the Flash. Yes, and I was like, yeah, he was he was from like the rival school. Yeah, and I didn't. I had no idea. And it's it makes me really sad because when you think about how many people who are on that show who are either dead or found out they have some really disgusting hat past. Right. It's just yeah. like oof. some demons on I, I'd rather on the Glee cast. I'd rather have <laughs> listen, I'm rather Grant Gust, Gustin than have it to be what's this Grant, guy's name? Grant Ezra Miller. Gustin. Is that he's well, you, yeah. it's not like you said Guzman for a second. I was a very Grant confused. Grant Grant Gustav. He was also <laughs> yes. in Beauty and the Don't Beast. Don't make yes. fun of Jim, He was like there. he was like he was pretty much like Gaston. Yeah. His name was like anybody can cook. That was his, his whole line. <laughs> <laughs> this is going off the radar. We're doing a lot. I yeah, dude, I love it. <laughs> like, we're into it. it. All right. it. So let's jump into the Overwatch 2 talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, once that game launches, um, have they given a release date yet still? Mm, I thought it was projected 2023, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I thought it said. Yeah, so I don't think they've given a, a solid date. But when it does launch, apparently it will, it will update the existing Overwatch 1 game client. And you will no longer be able to play that original version of the game. It did get released. I got a big question. Is everything from one going to be able to transfer to two? October 4th. October 4th. Okay. So Um, do we know that as of yet or no? Because they've been saying different things up until this most recent news. So I'm not entirely okay. sure anymore. Like it sounded like you'd be able to just play Overwatch 2 within that client. Yeah. And Overwatch that 1 was would kind of be like a separate thing. Yeah, It but- was going to be that Overwatch 2 players could go into maps and play with Overwatch 1 players. But Overwatch 1 players couldn't play any of the content or any of the heroes. It was effectively really, it was an expansion. It was expensive deals. Right. But now it sounds like they're completely getting rid of Overwatch 1. But my question is, what happens to all of the people who just want to play Overwatch 1? I guess because it's online, it's going to be... And that's going to be juggling two servers, I would think. <coughs> and yeah. also it's going to... I don't. I mean, obviously it's going to change the meta because not, one game is a, was a, is a 5v5, another one 6v6. That, that's where that's it got super fun. tricky. When they announced that Overwatch 2 was going to change from six players to five players per team, that's when I'm assuming they was like, we can't do this thing anymore where they can play with you know, we can mix the player right. bases because like, they're two completely different games at that point. And that, that pretty much spelled the end of Overwatch 1, which is upsetting because like, that's probably the most contentious thing about the sequel is that you're losing a player. If you've had like a squad that you've been playing with, like you're losing one of those players. Mm. Can if you if anybody wants to get me unleashed, get all your comments out now. I'm going guns a blazing when this happens. Oh, <laughs> Just man. letting you know off the rip. No, go right ahead. Then we can spend the Do rest it. of our time Yo, this is fighting with you. Dumb shit. I'm going to keep you the fuck with y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I paid $60 for Overwatch 1. I don't care how many hours I done put into that. That game worked better as a format where it should have been free to play from the get-go. We already knew that. But right. it was ahead of its time. They need to do his money. Bada bing, bada boom. What really fucking gets under my skin is the Ooh. fact that they're throwing this. They had under Overwatch 2, right? And the whole concept... For those Talk who were about talking it. about Overwatch 1, was that it was going to be a whole different thing. Where you're actually going to have different modes. It can be a PvP. It could be a PvE. It could be a story-based thing. Mm-hmm. They had all this thing lined up. And as an Overwatch fan who really, like, honestly, I went through this from launch to every time they dropped a new hero. And ev- obviously when that happens, balances ends up becoming a fucking big concern. But 
literally every single time they added something that was great but it also became like a double-edged sword so when it became a problem and they realized that they decided we're actually gonna scrap the additional player because of the fact that we need to rebalance this that's fucking mm -hmm. stupid you should have had this properly prepared I understand you have to be new. I have to understand you have to be relevant. And I'm totally happy for those who are going to be jumping into for free to play. But let me tell you, as a consumer who played the legacy content, and if my shit doesn't carry over, fuck Overwatch 2. Because that's so much money spent on loot boxes. There's so much hours I've grinded. There's so much fun moments that was great when it was there. But as things have changed and they weren't able to keep up with the times, whether it be tweaks, whether it be different game modes, whether it be 5v5, 6v6, so on and so forth, it seems like they didn't plan it out properly to where they give enough for those who are there from the get-go. For me, I feel like I'm getting slapped in the face. And honestly, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at how it's handled and how it should have been utilized for those who are legacy players. Because there's a way mm -hmm. where they can have it 100% where they had specific game modes, introduce a different game mode into the one, a free patch, we already paid the fucking money, and they can have it on different servers. They can have it where it interchanges. It's not exactly shocking. They did it with cross-platform. Remember when that was a big thing that it was like, oh no, we can't play with other consoles or other platforms. No, it's a mm -hmm. fucking Switch. What is the what you tell me, Blizzard, you piece of shit? What the <laughs> fuck have you been doing Ooh. to support those who supported you from the get go? I've been to the Overwatch mm -hmm. finals. I've Ooh. been fucking supporting teams in the esports section, and Ooh. for now, it just feels like a money grab, which is perfectly fine to a degree. Because then, if I'm just if if I want to play, if I'm playing Overwatch with fucking um, Jeff, and we're just going through the motions. And we find out that 2 has something that's better. Maybe there's a different element, different map, so on and so forth. But all of our shit, our hard work skins, because loot boxes are shit. And you know how hard it is to get a specific thing that you want for D.Va? It's, yeah. it's, it's not easy. Right. So if you go through that whole process, and I'm just getting the screw end of it, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I feel burnt as a fan. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, Age Before Beauty, go ahead. What? All right, so just to play devil's advocate a little bit, <laughs> it is it is usually the case that when you launch a sequel, none of your stuff carries over. Like it's it's more recent that with a lot of these live service games and stuff, or you know special cases like Mass Effect or uh, like team rosters or whatever. Like they'll let you like take a save file that has an influence on the sequel game. Usually it's just you know all your stuff is on that first game. But the fact that that first game will cease to exist does bring that to light. Because, like, yeah, like, people who have been playing since launch of the first game, like, what, like, seven, eight years now? Yeah. Like, you got, like, a lot of accumulated skins or stickers or sprays, whatever. I think it comes down to I'm assuming yeah. that stuff is going to come along with you. Like, not that that solves the problem, but, like... I, I thought the same, but if that was true, they should have said that in marketing. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're losing a lot of people by not saying that. Because yeah. I don't think this game was, from the get-go, wasn't really marketed as a true sequel. They just called it Overwatch 2. Because they were going to combine it with the well, first game. There were going to mm -hmm. be more heroes and the exactly. PvE section. It wasn't really... It was kind of weird that they called it Overwatch 2. But yeah. now they are going, oh no, fuck you, it's a sequel. Um, right. Fuck Overwatch. Like, we're just going to close all of that. And to right. be redeemable, what it needs to do is close the Overwatch 1 servers... But everything gets transferred over to Overwatch right. 2. All of your exactly. skins. 
um, all of your like hours and achievements. I can't remember um, exactly what what's um, in it, but that all needs to come over, and it effectively just does need to be Overwatch One, but with more. Well, Again. that's also how marketing labeled it. It's literally yeah. they described it as the exact same game on a free-to-play model with a battle pass. So realistically, yeah. it should just be a, a flick. My thing is this: if they don't have that, and they pull some shit, and I wouldn't be surprised because there are people who will do it, um, or people who will ask for it, and they do it where, on top of that, there's a daily shop or a weekly shop, and it's things that you have to buy that were initially only available in the first overwatch come on now now we're getting to a point where it's just like you, you, we're not meeting in the middle what i what i could see is one being assimilated by two all the cosmetic stuff carrying over because that doesn't impact the game besides like textures and stuff like that and i would think they would update all the graphics on those things um mm -hmm. on top of that obviously it becomes a 5v5 for both um you don't cut your player base because most exactly. of the people who were at one are now going to two now it's gonna be hard to find matches um, um a skill uh based matchmaking is going to be a lot harder because there's less players um you bring those people over to two cosmetics carry over they have the battle pass. Most games that have battle passes, they will have a shop where you can buy stuff. But also they'll do loot boxes for when you win. So that kind of helps to appease the people. Because I hate loot boxes. If I want a skin, I want to just be able to purchase that skin. Yeah, just get right. the exact thing you want. So you can dip in both. You can buy the skin or you can buy loot boxes if whatever that skin is isn't on rotation that week for you to purchase. Um, Apex does something similar where they have certain skins you can buy you can buy them with um if they're not on rotation that week you can buy them with in-game currency um or you can buy loot boxes where i know every certain amount of loot boxes you have guarantees you a a legendary reward or whatever it is with apex mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i could see it working that way but like you said if the skins and stuff don't carry over it's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth and i don't see the big deal if it's purely cosmetic because you can come up with a melody of skins. Yeah. Um, I think that with... Oh, I'm sorry. We see that no, with uh, no, no. Multiverses where that's coming out. It's going to be free to play. All their money going to be mm -hmm. made off of characters mm -hmm. and skins. So, and people will happily... I, mean, I will happily pay for a new skin for a character that I'm going to be playing. Um, especially if I'm invested in the game. But if you cut out all the old cosmetics, like I said, you're going to... It's going to be a lot harder to smooth over the assimilation than it would be if, oh, I get to keep all my stuff and I get upgraded for free? Great. Yeah, that. but that's my thing. If they don't do that fan service portion of it, that's where that's where my rage comes from because I, like, I know there's a, a plenty of tenant people. I know a bunch of people who work at um, Blizzard. Or, is it Blizzard? No. Yeah, it's Blizzard, right? Am I bugging? Can, can you get me in the beta? Perhaps. Not the point. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that like these people are, like I know logically they're under the same impression. And obviously, they can't tell you everything that's right. going on behind closed doors. But, like, immediately, mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is just, like, time. Time invested. Time gone. And I understand, obviously, these are games. They don't impact the, the huge thing of it. However, it's it's very easy to fall out of Overwatch. Just like it's easy to fall out any other game because things can get unbalanced. Or things just primarily switch to a point where it's like, I need something different. And that's primarily what happened with me Overwatch. And I feel like I spent a lot of money, time, mm -hmm. and effort, and energy. I did a fucking internship writing nothing but Overwatch content. Oh, wow. So, like, it's crazy. 
I was that heavily into it. And if they just said, not today, Satan, Ooh. that's, that's <laughs> going to be a problem. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I, I feel like they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this idea of just updating the first game. Because like a lot of these issues would be avoided if they just released a sequel as a separate thing. Well, now because they then, are, and that's why they're getting backlash. Well, I mean, they're not because they're they're releasing it on top of the first one. Like, release a separate game. Like, leave the first one alone. Let that. And like Jeff said, like yeah, that player base, most of that player base is gonna migrate. But then you're gonna get the holdouts who, you know, stick to the first one or the people who. Um, Start playing the second one and be like, oh, I don't like this, and then go back to the first one. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you'll you'll get way less matches in matchmaking, but like there'll still be people there. Like you won't get the kind of backlash you're getting now, and that game would still exist in 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 the state some people like it in. What if they made and then an whoever lo- wants to can move on to the second one, and even if the skins don't carry over, you would still have them in the game you bought. The new game, you know, people would probably be fine with starting over. And honestly, I feel like they've made more work for themselves as well because some of those characters have new character models. Right. Like Mercy, for right. example, is updated. So, like, they really can't just port over the skin from the old model to the new one. They have to make a new version of that skin and then give you access to it when you transfer, when you jump into that new game. Mm. So, it, like, would it be that hard? Because the graphics aren't going to be much different if you're playing on. If you were on an Xbox One, you're going to an Xbox One. Like I know it's a it's a sequel, but will the graphics be won't be that much different if it's on the same generation, right? They won't. But the problem is exactly what Casey was saying. If they're changing character models, the skins that were made for the old model won't port over at all. They're they're completely different skins, so they'd have to remake them completely. Which is just I didn't know they had different character models, which confirms that your skins won't be transferring. Because they won't do it for one character and then not another. They will just not bring them over. That's the horseshit that ends up being the concern because of the fact that, yes, even if you had reworked models, there's stuff that you have to be tweaked. However, how much man hours or how much is it going to cost them to do that is going to be a minimum of scale to do the actual transition on the skins. Because there's a number of it. It doesn't have to be day and date. It doesn't even have to be within the thing. Even if you chose to say, hey, we're going to remake this skin for this new person and those who are legacy players who had it and connected their accounts when it comes to the store it's free cool that's all i need i need something to feel mm-hmm. like i'm appreciated because of the fact that i put in that time and effort into it it sounds stupid it sounds ridiculous but in the long term of things it's like you building a house and then at the end of the day someone just says now nah, we're knocking it over i completely agree with you i think the, mm-hmm. that needs to happen i think that's something that will get win a lot of players back i think another thing that should happen is this game should be free to play oh, we yes. all know that overwatch makes 95 percent of its money from microtransaction what was it like mm-hmm. even like five years ago the the activision the activision activision did a um release of how much they made in overwatch and it they made like close to a billion in something in microtransactions in overwatch alone it was microtransactions yeah. are where that where it's at money wise Mm-hmm. they're already in a horrific amount of hot water blizzard in general not just for mm-hmm. the scandals but now they're just pumping out shit mm-hmm. like they're in a lot of hot water what they need to do is be like right we'll we'll take the bullet on the initial price of the game we'll condense overwatch one into overwatch two and then players wouldn't be as pissed when overwatch one disappears because it's like oh well i can still play overwatch two 
and it's going to have the same maps. We they've oh. already said that a lot of the maps mm-hmm. that are in Overwatch One are just getting ported over. Um, so make it free to play if you can port the skins. Um, this condenses the player bases. It brings everyone into one game, which makes your matchmaking's better. They're still going to make a shit ton of money off of skins anyway. So just mm-hmm. just do that. Um, do that for the players. But that's not going to happen because uh, all of the investors are going to lose out on... It is right. going to sell a bajillion copies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people still want to play Overwatch. And they're going to lose but, that initial sale. So, But they did say it was going to be free-to-play. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, Overwatch yeah. free to play. Like that's that's why yeah, they're that's doing the battle. Overwatch oh shit! Be, then yeah. cool. I'm not pissed off then. Well, then, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think about it like when Fortnite, right? And Fortnite had a lot of dumb shit that's like cosmetic and stuff. But they actually had skins previously where they tweaked it. And in tweaking said thing, they give an option fully available for like 60 days or something like that. You can refund. They'll give you back the V bucks yeah. because maybe it was a cheat thing. Maybe it was like too not ideal for whatever the situation is cool what i mean is there needs to be a fan service that's taken care of realistically and i oh, think yeah. i think that that's imagine if you played like destiny and there's a destiny 3 and they're like yeah well all your progress is just reset oh well, well they've already they literally they've already, they've already, they've already done literally that. did that <laughs> already, yes. between destiny 1 and well, this destiny is why 2. i don't play destiny i love my destiny community <laughs> i know a couple <laughs> community managers but no i can't do that i'm sorry and I get it. Too, so okay. Um, also, one last thing: they did say that there's going to be anyone who played the original Overwatch when they log into Overwatch Two will get a Founders Pack to all existing Overwatch players that excludes a, a Founders icon, two Epic skins, and and it just says and more. So That's I'm that bullshit. Sure. That's yeah. So that, yeah, that definitely That's doesn't like, sound yo, like here, stuff is coming <laughs> over. Take the crumbs and be happy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like bare minimum type recognition or whatever. But I again to play devil's advocate is it possible that we and players in general are a little too entitled no to our stuff I could no see that. because and, and not, i mean years ago this hold on, hold on, let me, a possibility. <laughs> right but it is now so you i spent money on this and at the end of the day unless these fucking servers close i want my shit back I invested my time. It's like putting all your love into a relationship and then your homegirl's just like, you know what's crazy? I never liked men from the get-go. All right, then why this? But, Will, in that exact um, example that you just gave, you don't get that time back. Yeah, You just lose. (laughs) But I'm talking about the investment of it. And I know it's not the best example that I utilize. I'm not the king of those. I'm usually... No, I'm I'm saying that's actually a perfect correlation to this. Because, yes, you you spent money on it. You spent time on it. But once it's over... Because remember, and you should know this, Will, when you play these online games, like, you're technically licensing the game, Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But I'm saying when it's over should be when the server's closed, when it's sunsetted. If you're transitioning... Well, they're just they're doing it immediately. No, they're not sunsetting <laughs> it. They're literally saying, hey, guess what? We threw a little extra graphics. We cut out a character. I don't think that's fair. They're, they're, releasing, nah. they're releasing an updated... It's not... A new version of the game. Everyone who saw... Who was... Not everyone. A large amount of people I know who played Overwatch 1 saw the Overwatch 2 announcement being free to play and stuff like that. Played the beta and was like, this is the exact same game. This it is, is the exact, exact same game. game. So at that point, my logic is like if if we're if you're changing the tint just a bit, and it's just not enough to consider it brand new. This is Overwatch One DLC, and that means I should be treat because I I'm, I'm part of it. I, I'm getting my money's worth. That's it. 
You can't just take it away from me because then you lose a fan and that's on you. That's it's not a big deal for them. They're probably making their billions. Mm-hmm. But like my thing is that as a fan service, I've, I for Fortnite's the only thing I'm going to go back to whenever there was a situation outside of that, they always remedy it. Whether it be a different pack, whether it be money back, whether it be something else. And I've had plenty of issues with my locker being weird and they've Ooh. already remedied it and helped. Respect. Now, for me, all of that is mute just because we got Sojourn. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything else really doesn't matter to me right now. I love the two new characters. I love um, the... Junker Queen? Junker Queen, and I love Sojourner. I love the new characters. Um, are, you, are you calling her Sojourner, like Sojourner Truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because cause her name is Sojourn. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so, free-to-play is what they said. It will allow them the freedom to do more frequent updates. Um, and we see that with Destiny as far as like seasons go. There'll be a new season like every nine weeks. And I said that that's something they said they'll be doing. Every nine weeks, they will be doing a new event or season, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. which will have either new modes, new story, or whatever it's going to be. I feel like that's healthy for the game. Um, just because that's why I stopped playing Overwatch. Because it was the same thing every time now yeah the matches unfolded differently but same maps same game modes that was it um this will allow the game to stay fresh i think that's going to help once people play two anybody who had reserves about one if it's good i feel like those reservations are going to go out the window more than likely yeah i feel like a lot of the backlash will probably die out once the game is released and folks are playing it all except i think the fact that if you like if you were legit playing it with like a squad of six people right somebody can't play anymore Just, like that well, you get I, rid of weakest link that's a great time to cut i think uh, a lot of people will forget <laughs> that was. this 5v5 6v6 thing will be forgotten a week after the game yep. comes yeah, out nobody's gonna that, care oh okay i think the the one thing people people are gonna be pissed off about which is what will has gone on about and the thing that i'm pissed off about is i don't care that i bought overwatch one you can play games and their services can be like um, sunset. Like they can be removed. That's fine. Um, mm. And because the next one's free to play, cool. The thing I'm pissed off about is I've spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds on loot boxes in that game to get specific skins from the ca- the only characters I play, like um, Zenya and like McCree and blah blah blah. I want very specific skins for like that. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, and. I wanted them specifically, so I bought tons trying to get very specific skins. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that. I had the income at that point. I wanted to support the game. That's fine. But now mm. all of that money, all of that time I've spent trying to get those things is going to disappear. Not because the game is being shut down, because right. the game is being transitioned to look slightly different and add a couple more things. All of my money is gone. And what they'll probably do is instead of Porting those skins over and making them free for people who played it. Uh oh, I found um, something. Oh, here we go. Based on BlizzCon discussion, all current skins will carry over. All right, let's stop talking Overwatch about it. Then. One all right. default skins. Overwatch Two will provide additional skins on purchase. The monetization model is yet to be determined, but all skins will carry over. All right, so here's cool. the thing, Casey. Oh man, cut, all right. Cut this whole thing we just talked about. This is just like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it's a valid conversation to have. I think it's also yeah, no, 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 yeah. to be yeah. like, why the fuck is uh, this ba- happening? Why yeah. are they making this fucking game? Yeah, why yeah, can't yeah. they just yeah. add 
new maps they can be like we're it's overwatch season two and we've got right, exactly. all of these new maps and the pve mode it, you have to pay for right. it's 30 dollars. yeah like yeah, they they no. needlessly complicated yeah. everything about this yeah they, don't make they probably make clear. more money yeah i don't get it i, I literally don't get it i, I as with 90 percent of activision blizzard's fucking yeah. decision making over the last uh, five years confusing. i don't understand JMA, like, uh, Spazowell is asking for the source, Jeff. Like, where do you find that info? Um, this was on um, mymoms.com. Um, but let me pull it up. My mom? How'd you find my blog? Was she at BlizzCon? Was she asking, it was on uh, the, the Blizzard official website. All right. Gotcha. Well, here's hoping that they don't stumble and fuck it up further just because of the fact that I don't think that Overwatch was a big deal for the 60 dollars i'm salty about it because i'm poor boy and poor boy will always be poor so um i think of that and i'm just like all right i should but i, I also <laughs> called it this should have been a free-to-play model from the get-go and honestly i think going into where they're going now i almost hope that they adopt what destiny's kind of doing where it's things that are changing up because I, I i can't go through every other fucking year junkenstein's revenge i don't care i've killed them a million times give me something different Right. That's where I mean, I'm becoming a bitchy consumer. That's where I'm like, all right, well, I need more. Okay, so let's let's say that you know all that information is accurate. They they're doing everything that you guys are were complaining about, right? It still doesn't change the fact that the first game is disappearing, which means the version of Overwatch where you can play with six friends will no longer exist. You'll no longer have access to it. Like I wanted to use that to kind of springboard into this idea of games preservation in general like video games that you know and love kind of just disappearing because so many of them kind of uh require like an online function like how does that upset you like as i think most of us here actually played a ton of overwatch like i didn't actually realize that all of us played yeah, yeah. this much overwatch right. so like if you ever wanted to go back and experience that game you you won't be able to after october uh, well, I so. will, because what they're going to do, I, I, I guarantee it will be a thing. All of the maps and the characters and the skins are going to be accessible in the free-to-play version of Overwatch 2. They'll just release a game mode, which is 6v6, that won't be in the normal rotation. They right. love releasing game modes that, that are just makes sense. random. Yeah, yeah. that does make sense. Or custom games. Custom games that will yeah. have six players. Um, just like originally, you can't go back and play the OG version of um, Overwatch where you could play, like... Multiple heroes. Six Torbjorns on the yeah. same team. And oh, God, like, that was mm -hmm. chaos. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and man. then they brought it as a custom game mode that you can play. <laughs> right. It came out as a custom game mode, so they'll just do that again. So, yes, you won't be able to play Overwatch 1 with the same UI and the same 6v6 and how it is today, but you'll still be able to kind of replicate that in the, in the free-to-play version, I'm sure. If they don't, that's mm -hmm. weird, because right. there are some people who feel very strongly about it. AC being one of them. Some people do want to play with six friends, well, five other friends, and um, play that way. I also stand by, I think a lot of people are just going to forget yep, once I the game's rolled. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. It but I like think they'll still give an option to to allow play people to do right. it. It sounds like you're, you're describing ROMs in a certain manner, and I'm not mad at that either. <laughs> I Which think is, that was one of the well, issues with Destiny, too, where you can only certain events you can only play with three people it was like yeah. oh yeah i remember that didn't they do that like almost death match and it was like 3v3 well that's like a special mode you you, you can do 6v6 but i mean like pve stuff like strikes and stuff well, oh always yeah, yeah, yeah three three people um which is weird because that well, breaks from the norm of usually four people four um, or five yeah, yeah. With most you, you just reminded me that 
Destiny also did that. Like when they switched from one, one to is two, still active. they chi- one is still active. Well, yeah, well, That's yeah, but difference. in the sequel, they they cut the the roster down for multiplayer. Like it was, it became four before when it was six v six before, and then over time, they was like, oh, you guys really want six people back on the map? I don't remember four. You um, don't remember that? I feel like like when Destiny Two launched, like, all multiplayer matches were four. I think I remember that. No, I, I remember feel like that. I feel like you're lying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I lied, guys. I made yeah, the, I made it up. Made it up. <laughs> I don't remember that for me, but I always remember six v six because Clash was always that was a that was a change they made. I don't I don't believe you. I'm gonna have to do some research. <laughs> we'll put a pin, we'll put a pin in it. And we'll Please come back just to it. I mean, let's figure it out don't now, have to, right? so that way we don't do a 45 minute <laughs> conversation about some shit, and then we're like, oh, we're gonna go with this. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, like, so I mean, it sounds like as we've discussed all of the things wrong with replacing Overwatch, uh, one with Overwatch two, that pretty much most of the concerns are kind of unfounded. Yeah, we're like, actually, <laughs> like it seems like it's not right. actually that yeah. big of a deal. But I kind of feel that way about a lot of the arguments uh, that have to do with games preservation in general, like mm-hmm. the idea that every single version of a game uh, kind of needs to be saved and. Um, you know, like recorded for like historical purposes or whatnot. Like I love video games. I understand the historical relevance of specific video games, but like patch 1.0 version of cyberpunk. Oh, fuck that. I don't, yeah, I don't care. Significant enough changes. Like, because I'll tell you this and it doesn't have to do with games, but if you showed me the Sonic movie with the ugly Sonic, I'm all for it. Right. It's so (laughs) stupid, but I want it. I want the ranges. I yeah, that's the closest I'm gonna get to. My thing is that like I do think having Cyberpunk being the hot mess that it was, dropping the way it did, I think mm-hmm. having a copy of that and showing that not only for historical purposes but realistically for those who are doing game design, for those who are understanding when we're looking at this in the future, like realistically, what did we do? Where were our pain points? And how do we do the postmortem to understand how could we introduce mm-hmm. better elements in our next iterations? <laughs> So do, do you feel like the actual like unupdated code is the best way to to have that as an archive? Like would not all the footage and coverage of all the problems of that game be sufficient or no? I think like that's a legitimate question. I think both. I think yeah. when you're going through a lot of content and you're going through a lot of legacy content in, in, in any form of media, you really have to um, almost just get that control C, control V copy of it just because of the fact that like things like even now when game studios are looking at revitalizing or re trying to do a remaster or something so forth you have to really understand those pain points and a lot of people you got to keep in mind like i'm sure people who created spyro the original of uh what is it not naughty dog right they Mm -hmm. and i think toys for bob really did like we are grasping what we can from pre-release and using that to guide us when we're making our re-release because we want to make it where we're true to the obviously the success or predecessor but also mm-hmm. adding their twist to it and i think in the long term of things the only way we're able to um improve in terms of a production standpoint is we really got to nitpick we got to look at the code we got to start from where we we literally started from in our endpoint, and how do we understand why transitions were made because when you're looking at when you're actually producing this shit and you're doing updates and so on and so forth, like, yes, you can look on paper, but it's different in an experience, especially when you're going through certain games. I think even, do you guys remember the, the, the Sega Dreamcast, right? 
the big reason <clears throat> why the Sega Dreamcast was great at first, outside of dogs barking in the background, is just that the fact that, um, like, it, at the time, it was amazing. It did what it did. And then there was no reiterations or no re-releases or anything to fix it. And the main reason for that is because the Sega Dreamcast, you could burn a copy of a game as a CD, like raw CD. There was no changes. And you could just literally toss that and play. So you had immediate piracy. It, shit like that. Did you it's take just part like, of it in such piracy? I, I never <laughs> had a Sega Dreamcast, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I, so, uh, Did you but, know of anyone who... Dude, you just cleaned your hands super fucking like, is, I've Is Jeff a cop? Like, why are you... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know for history purposes, you know? I, well, here's the thing, right? There's, there are things, like, for example, I think the PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, at one point, you can actually, like, literally take out the disc and while it was rotating and still play. I don't know how that data was analyzed. I don't know that process. Yeah, there, yeah, there, were, there, were, there was some shenanigans there was some going on. Because remember on. Monster Rancher? Like, you could put in other CDs uh-huh. in the middle of playing exactly. that game, and then, like, it would read that. Like, that... So play, PS1 was weird. My mm. main thing of what I'm saying is that in order to understand it, like, I'm sure you're going to have the data on top of it, but I think as a consumer and developers at... Those who make great games were our consumers or were consumers of some piece of content. So I think they really need to play it. Then they usually do it in different sprints and understand what happened with the code. Why did we change this? Did this have any sort of like uh, reoccurring or like maybe snowball effect to a, another thing? Right. How does that work? So I think mm-hmm. realistically having the first copy, the fucked up, the raw release straight to everyone and then using... Obviously, they're going to use other things, but having the end product and seeing where they mash is 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 key. So I do I do think yeah, like preservation for that, and also just as a consumer, I I like ROMs too, but that's not here there. Respect. Now I think it depends on the game. Yeah, yeah. I think so, and I, I think I'm in that camp. For me, I feel like every game, the original part is crucial because think about this. You know, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. Okay, all right. We never know when. The apocalypse is going to come, right? So oh, no. Let's he has say, a shotgun. This guy's a cop. Yeah, Skynet has <laughs> infected everything that has a patch after this date, right? Everything that's been updated after this date is now infected by Skynet, right? Oh, all right. And then in order to stop said virus, we need an original copy, un- undoctored, un- unupdated, nothing, just the original you know, piece of media that we can use to update to the mainframe. To help purge the code. Casey, now, if everything has been updated, nothing is in its original form. The world is so, over. We're dead. That's it. So you, you think about like me. one of those people who just like, <laughs> I got the Betamax version of Star Wars because it was the superior version. Shut up. So are you are you telling me that in the future, in in a short while, when Skynet take over, the way we're gonna win is by getting the inevitably fucked up 1.0 version of Sonic Frontiers. Yes. and it's going to save the world <laughs> with all the bugs because guess what now, those bugs have been transferred over to to the mainframe which oh my god Sky Sonic Sonic computer. goes in there and slowly walks at Sonic Skynet saves the world think about I, it oh my Here god this is ridiculous alright I Look, I was I wasn't sure where that was going, but you sold me. Yeah. You <laughs> sold me. Oh my god! How can you not be sold? This saves yeah. the world. This is not how cold works, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> we saw this in the it was it the Jefferson not the Jeffersons. Uh, oh, what's that show on Netflix? Uh, the uh, oh, the Mitchells the versus Mitchells the Machines. Versus the Machines, yes. Yeah, right. it's also a key. Um, it's a key plot point in Skins as well. There's a. Oh. <laughs> 
that new episode. I forgot yeah, yeah. that one yet. You haven't seen that one yet. Sorry, no. spoilers. Damn it. No, I think pres- preservation. I'm. I mean, I'm completely with Will. I think for st- for study of game design, it's wonderful thing to have those originally uh, released uh, 1.0 patches. But again, it yeah, it just depends on on the game. I think the very beginning of when it was released is important, and I think the very end of when the game was terminated, where it's stopped releasing updates, are two very key points where. One, it's good to play them. It's when the developers believed the product was ready to be sold mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. the product was feasibly finished in their eyes, um, whether that was up to them or publishers or whatever. Those things are important. Update 2.7, which yeah, gives ones. us the cucumbers. Yeah, I... Like, the cucumbers. I don't... What game are you playing? The one-handed, the one-handed game. Oh, the one-handed <laughs> game. Sticky fingers. I remember that game. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Those things are important, but the the cucumber is not so much. So it really okay. depends on the game. Like, yeah, yeah. that's uh, why I said significant enough changes because realistically, exactly. like, exactly. if oh look, now it's easier if you have an Xbox One because we toned down the grass. That's fantastic. However, also, like, that's, that's patch notes. <laughs> the impact that it's had on the gaming industry. We look at like BT, um, right, where those are buried in a in a landfill. Right now, those <laughs> yeah. are a part of history. Right, I let us know a reminder of the. The importance of making sure that we're that devs are putting out quality games as to not dilute the the medium so people aren't you know we don't see a recession recession in gaming right now gaming's on the uptick right but now we know you're that saying that but the Wii era literally was the same thing like just tons and tons of shovelware that is true being just thrown out into the market flooding the market with just garbage Can, Wii games how old we also is had this games like because Sneaky. he has ET. I don't have ET, but I did Sne- have it. Sneaking was quality, though. <laughs> we had, we remember where every movie had a game, right? Where it was just this... And it didn't necessarily have to be a good game, but if it was tied to the movie, they based it that in itself. Yeah. yeah. So they're all good ones, though. They're they're, they're definitely are. Uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the video game. I didn't think you were going that direction, but I fucking like that. I- Incredible! It was it was <laughs> developed, uh, and the lead developer on that was Michelle Ancel, who made Beyond Good and Evil and Rayman. It was a mm. fucking great game. Oof. The Wolverine one was pretty good, based they on uh, the, the the first movie. Yeah. That one was there are there yeah. are good ones. This um, but I do I do think it depends Damn. on the the uh, the impact it's had on the gaming industry, and also a lot of times, like Will uh, said, where companies are trying to do remasters, they lost the original game. They no longer mm-hmm. have access to the original game, so now they have to build it from scratch. So I feel like even if we don't do it as far as like, oh, this is important game in history, not every game is that important to, to game in history. It might be right. important to that company, obviously, to, mm-hmm. to yeah. keep a copy of that on standby, right? Because, you know, what is popular, in the, you know, in the past will be popular again, right? So, and that's what we see now. Where, I mean, if we force it, yeah, then that's yeah. Usually how it is. <laughs> we see the, the age of the remasters, right? That that age is going to return at some point. So, it's, having those games on standby to go back to the original code, I think, is important to the company. I would think, um, if not to to history, anyway. It's so funny that you mentioned that because it, I I think of like how um, people really want remakes or they want remasters or they want something that's like revitalized and i i, I think <laughs> it's one of those things like i've heard it a ton with friends and they're like 
you know, because uh, I hate to be UB, but they're, we're celebrating our 15th year of Assassin's Creed, which has been bonkers within a itself. A lot of years. Well, I mean, <laughs> to put things into perspective, when I'm 28, I started playing Assassin's Creed when I was 13. So, yeah, that's weird. Um, also, fun fact, I was also going to get a tattoo of the Assassin's Ooh. Creed logo over oh, here. Oh, I'm, I'm still going to do that. Like, I that was, was... Well, I can't do it now. My <laughs> girlfriend ruined it for me because she said it really looks like when you get like the nail, uh, not the nail, when you get the stapler remover, it just, it's just that upside down and now I can't unsee it. So it just <laughs> fucked with me. Yeah. And it's, it's it 100% now. I'm like, I can't <laughs> fucking do it. But you do you, buddy. But that, my point being of what I'm saying is that people really want that and I've heard it. We, I've noticed it a lot of community sentiment when they were talking about, I really want Assassin's Creed 1. And I'm like, have you fucking no, you played don't. Assassin's yeah, Creed like, 1? Yeah, like, whoever let said me, that let me did very tell you something. I loved Assassin's Creed 1 when I was 13. As a normal adult now? No. Get, it's, yeah, it's a terrible it game. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and the thing it's is, not aged but well. this is the yeah, key, it, though. Because, even in the moment, it was like, all right, this was okay. I mean, like, I like well, aspects of you it. You also got to like, keep in mind that gave us elements of Prince of Persia that a lot of people wanted. So it was the, at that time, there was mm-hmm. a big hype. There was a big sort of underground story that we. Well, I say underground, but like, it's just like the story was enough to get people interested. And then people ask and they're like, we, we should refer to the original and just revitalize. And I'm like, you don't want that. You want, a, you want a different Assassin's Creed game that's back to stealth. That's exactly what you want. That's what you're asking for, but you're not asking for it properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, we go and we, we can look back at the files and see where we have these access to these previous builds. And it's great and it's key. But for the company specifically... It's not key to history. I tell you that. Assassin's Creed 1, I'd argue Assassin's Creed 2 is a bigger leap to something where, a uh, bigger leap, I see what I did there. Yeah. Something that should no, be. Yeah, same, same thing as like Street Fighter 2, right? Yeah. Like, Street, like Street Fighter is not the game you should be referring to when you talk about Street Fighter Lineage. Like, it's a very different thing, but it, it was what Street Fighter 2 was built off of, so I guess it has some importance, but Street Fighter 2 is like the core of like what that series is today. I, I can very much see that for like Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, so it's 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 really dependent on things. I think as a consumer, we should always have copies of these things. I think if you own it, you should be able to have a rip of things. That's just me. That's just because of the fact that like we've seen it with Nintendo. Nintendo shut down the service. There was that. PS3 had an issue with that where they were talking about closing mm-hmm. down the servers and it's only PS3 specific games. And now like, oh, get the PS Essential. I'm not spending more money on you fuckers. I still have enough stuff. I have already have copies of the PS3. I shouldn't have to go through this. I'm not going to, and people were, they, they explained too, they were like, oh, well, what if Sly Cooper ends up being a part of like the, I don't, I own all the Sly Coopers on the PlayStation 3. Oh, word? Yeah, so you don't, I don't to want to spend to more money. Exactly. To, so my, like, I, that's I, I agree with the idea of like these, these storefronts that have like legacy games locking you out of them. But I'm kind of in a completely different place when it comes to these live service games, which is where some of the stuff, uh, where some of these arguments end up going, like, a live service game is constantly changing all the time. Yeah. At that point, it's like, well, you can't. You, what is there to preserve? If, like, if our main conversation point was regarding live service games, that is a big asterisk because people mm-hmm. who are a part of the project are no longer a part of it as it ages. They leave companies, they swap, so on and so forth. But the thing is, is that like it's also almost impossible to keep all that because that's a patch by patch update, and that's all going to mm-hmm. be preference. So I think. Not for historical reasons, but having that on file for when you're working at a company like that is extremely useful. As to giving that all to the public, not realistically. I mean, unless this thing's going to like public domain and you guys want to end up trying shit like that, cool, knock yourself out. But we're not going to see that mm-hmm. in our lifetime. 
No. Yeah, and it just it just wouldn't work thanks to you know the internet and you know the focus on multiplayer and things like it's just there's there's some versions of games that just cannot be preserved in any real meaningful way. Of course. And like in those instances, like the hours and hours and hours of document documented footage of these games like twitch has archives youtube has archives like i feel like that stuff can serve the purpose of preservation more than like raw code or like physical game copies in a lot of cases of course so like i I just wanted i just wanted to hear like is is there really that much of a need for like core code um it sounds like for like specific games absolutely but like I, i don't think that's the case you know for everything yeah no it's not a universal one fit all yeah but that is also perfectly fine realistically because there are certain things that i i I think realistically now that i'm behind closed doors and i see it at ub like there's things that need to be behind closed doors because you look at it and that's why leaks become a big fucking problem everyone's going losing their shits and i'm like yeah of course because you saw this when it's not even fucking rendered it's not even fully there of course, I understand that, but then, mm-hmm. you know, it really depends on the consumer. I think uh, education, uh, someone with a decent background, like who understands these are people who are trying to produce something uh, at a level that reaches obviously stakeholders and and the right. consumer. Like that, right. that, that, that makes sense for people who are like demanding it and I need this and this is so on and so forth. It's the same people that get mad when games don't go on Game Pass or like they they get delayed and they're like oh i sh- i paid for this i should have this not gonna re-up your game pass that's th- listen buddy you're, you're complaining yeah. in, a, in a very privileged manner maybe talk calm down it. just a bit talk about it mm-hmm. but that's like let's say you're getting dressed right and you're gonna go out to dinner right and and this kind of attack and then exactly other sees you like 10 percent ready like oh you're gonna keep going out looking like that Right, you're not even dressed yet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, of course. She's she's getting what a picture constitutes two percent ready. What for uh, you? What is two percent ready? Is it looking like a single sock? Yeah, one yeah, sock. <laughs> like I got my wedding ring on. Hey, you're going out like that. One sock and two briefs. Like you're going outside like that. It's like no, I'm gonna get ready. You gotta see the finished product, right? Once you're dressed, you got your your tux on, bow tied, nice and puffed out, right? So your little. And sash. then you take it to five guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm thinking more like Benihana's. <laughs> I was trying to just yeah, throw it off to be stupid. Benihana's, I think, has a great presentation. I feel like they not only show you how delicious and fresh why the we, food is. Why are we talking about Benihana's? This is right a now. fucking <laughs> topic. I feel like I would wear a suit yeah. at Cheesecake Factory. I don't care. Fuck you. I don't care how many pages on that bitch. I wear it. Not All part. right. Sorry. You you do you. No one's gonna no one's gonna stop you. Well. Listen, cheesecake. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't like Drake, but Drake said it, man. Calm down. Who said I don't like Drake? You did. I like Drake fine. You did. When did I say I never said I don't Dude, like you Drake? you said it this stream. You said, all right, you before did. I talk about Sing 2, I fucking hate Drake. You said, yeah. I fucking And then you went off. You yep. said, I hate Drake. I hate Degrassi, but Skins. Skins is pretty good. Yeah. But Skins is great. That new Fiasco album was really good. Yo, can Drake? I? Uh, I haven't. I, I gotta. It. I gotta get this on that. This is also unrelated question. There's so much good music. When out. was Lupe Fiasco still making music? I thought he died. Oh, I get out of here. I literally. Turned, all right, stream. He told me we're, to pick we're, we're and pushed out my fucking life. I cannot. I, I will, I'm not going to do this with you right now. You're not going to disrespect Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> I think people who like Lupe Fiasco are like stuck in a different era of time, which is fine. Wow. All right, Jamie, what do you got coming up this week that folks can um, check out? The Lupe Fiasco rev- album review? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's back to back with the skin season eight uh, review. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do I have? Uh, I'm sure I'll be on many streams in the future. Uh, I'm on things. And I'm currently working on my Disco Elysium video. It's very... I don't want to say big. It's not a really long video. It's very dense. Incredibly dense. It's probably my most lectury video I've ever done. Um, okay. Even I read the script and I'm like, oh my god, I feel ill. You like, got this. <laughs> Listen, I, everything you've ever released so far for the escape is quality. Even the stuff I've seen oh. before. So don't even worry about a guest on. Oh, cheers, man. That genuinely means very, a lot to me. Very, it's very just, entertaining. Yeah. Thank you. I. It's just yeah. It, there's a lot of information in it, and I really I pride myself on making things understand. Literally, this is my mark for quality for me. Is if I can show the video to my mum and she understands what I'm talking about, then that's I've done my job. Um, nice. And this one, oh, I wrote the fucking thing, and I read it, and I'm like, uh, uh, this is too much. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it comes out. But it's gonna take a little bit longer to get out. Usually, it's every two weeks. This one, I'm gonna spend an extra week on. Uh, we've spoken to Nick, and he's all cool with that. So, yeah, not not an anatomy episode on Monday, but um, yeah, just keep an eye out. I'll be doing updates over on my channel. I'm gonna be playing more of it on my Twitch channel. Um, twitch.tv slash it's Jermate. so just come hang out and yeah that's me nice Superman Jeff what do you have coming up this week hey, that folks can check out Nekamamushi. Um <laughs> Monday I'll be doing some Trials of Osiris um, towards the end of the week I've been posting some clips of that in our discord so you can check that out you know see the, how you know a little yeah, that's all, I saw a nice little little trip kill. Yeah, you know, don't, trying to eh, trying eh. to go off. I'm gonna toot my own horn, but you know, I've gotten. A, I've, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that's why you posted the video. Yeah. Like you're trying that's to teach true. Your that's own, true. Your that's usually. Like, I wanted you to critique it. I know how. how I, if you like it, that means everyone will like it because you you just hate everything I do. I, you know, I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, no, okay, that part. Yeah, that part is kind of true. Um, but <laughs> um, Monday, I'll be back doing some Destiny. Um, today, Sigma will be joining me today for Super Smash Sunday. Um, so yeah. check us out for that. Um, and I'll be bringing back the Omniverse comic discussion. Um, so that'll yeah. be coming back this week. It's a lot to talk about. I want to get it down to like half an hour episodes. So nice. it'll be a lot of a lot of quick talking, a lot of straight to the points. No more really full breakdowns unless it's like a trailer or something. But um, that'll be back probably next week. So I'll be editing those videos this week. And uh, stay tuned for them uh, next Thursday. Nice. We'll see blogs. What do you have coming up this week? What are you are you working on anything or you just Monday I'm gonna be life. petting JMH dog. Tuesday I'm gonna ask yeah. why is Lupe Fiasco still relevant? He taught me how to skateboard though. Um uh, no. I, I it's <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling for the most part. I would say try to follow me. Now that I actually have a decent microphone, I have rebrought I brought back very um, good microphone. It's it was my bank account hurts, but um, <laughs> yeah no like because well it's because they don't tell you like get a cloud lifter I'm like you fuckers cost so much goddamn money I can't even anyway not the point um so I would like to attempt to stream a little bit more I I'm thinking I'm gonna do a little bit more of these free to plays just because they're kind of easy biteable so like roller champions maybe apex I might yeah I wanna yeah I wanna I wanna play more roller champions if, so if oh, you're gonna, if you're doing that and you got an extra spot of course like, I can I, always look your I wanna try to hop yeah in. hit me up I I wanna play that as well yeah I I will watch um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if you, I'm telling you, if you get, like, a solid team, like, who understands that, like, shit, you can't be Kobe, you can't do this, like, things are meant to be, make those mistakes, and, like, we gotta work around it, and not get, I think learning positivity helps a lot with that game. Um, in fact, I actually, um, I did recently uh, help with a producer do a whole tips, 
to Glory, which is a couple of content creators giving different things like how to gain speed, uh, how to play defense, how to practice, and so on and so forth. So if you guys just, I hate to plug myself, but if you guys go on YouTube and look, no, up, that's that's what this section is for. <laughs> you guys look up Ubisoft game plan. It's not traditional Ubisoft content that's marketing material. It's a lot of stuff that I oversee. Um, so like we we try to do more like guides and more like hey did you know like i actually did a voiceover for the stranger things dlc episode for far cry um which you know if you like stranger things it's a free free to play thing so definitely give it a shot um but yeah uh we've pr cranked a lot more content there so i've also for accessibility reasons introduced another podcast uh the podcast is not really a podcast rather than me actually giving uh i've created this concept years ago it's not even a concept but i just took the term mini view and i've done pretty like much an nft no no hell no no no, no. it's just <laughs> it's literally just being able like when i was freelancing and i just had free time on my hand i would just write and not all of my stuff is great it's it's the early works are definitely harder to read when i'm going at it but uh for accessibility purposes i'm basically taking what i had on my website and i'm extracting that into a podcast format and i, I want to see where that ends up going so that's kind of like a side project i'm just throwing here and there um okay but yeah if you guys just randomly want to hear you can just go on whatever platforms you want to and just type in mini view they're like usually a minute or so 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 on and so forth um but yeah i'm trying to get more streams in and if you guys seriously want to get an opportunity to play something together obviously doors always open outside if it's unless it's rainbow six siege i ain't trying to play that shit but that's neither do, here or there we can no. do for honor we've been playing a lot of for honor lately dog i don't another thing i'll tag if you guys Google search for honor lore recap, we have a 17 minute video explaining everything that's happened from season one to now. I Ooh. am legitimately interested in that. Like, I always I always thought that the ball was dropped in terms of like the story in that universe. Yes, it, it definitely <clears throat> it, 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 there's not a lot of explanation going forward if you're new. But if you guys Google search, it's on the Ubisoft channel. Um, the For Honor lore recap, we hired Patricia Somerset, who does the voice for the uh, one of the characters, and she explains it from beginning to end. It is oh, an beautiful. ultimate. Uh, it's a beautiful fan service. I had a chance to sit nice. in. Yeah, yeah I want to check that recording. out. Ah, she's dope. She's also I does the voice of Zelda, too. Did you know that? No. In Hyrule? I, I don't know if it's Hyrule. In, I mean, uh, Breath it's, of the it's Wild? Software. It's probably the oh, new ones, yeah. The yeah. Panasonic one? The Panasonic 3D one? Uh, what? What? <laughs> what? What are we talking about? I don't know Zelda like that. But if you, no. if you Google Zelda CDI, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, your age is showing. If you Google search Patricia Somerset, it, it explains all her stuff. And okay. uh, she definitely in one of the ones that are recently on Switch. She, she might have been in uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm not entirely sure okay. if she voices. But I mean, yeah, it's the only place Zelda had a voice, so I'm assuming yeah. it had. To be. I haven't played <laughs> Breath of the Wild, so I'm I'm a failure of a person. Um. But yeah, we, we're doing a lot of interesting content like that. So if you want to catch up on that, it's definitely awesome. Um, and yeah, For Honor Lore Recap, Ubisoft Game Plan. And honestly, just follow me on Twitter just because of the fact that like... Yeah, do it. Yeah. Once you follow at Will C Blogs, like I'll just do random streams and it'll be fun. If you want to join in, you can. I've been trying to get people to... I've been trying to open my doors and play a little bit more in terms of games. So like if you have any recommendations, please let me know because... Uh, you know, I, I maybe I can do Disco Elysium. I'm pretty sure nine times, like I'm saying, ten out of ten. Once that episode drops, I'm probably gonna buy it, and I'm gonna be so mad because I don't mm. want to spend money. But lo and behold, that's where I'm gonna be. All right, and that's <laughs> it for me. I've been chatting a lot. Um, all right, uh, thank you guys. Uh, for me, you can find me at Simigears Nine on Twitch as well as Twitter. Like Will, my uh, schedule has been kind of all over the place. So like, I will stream 
randomly throughout the week. So if you're following Twitter, that's the best place to know that I'm, I've gone live. Um, also, a better way is to just hit that that bell icon right underneath Beep. this thing if you haven't already, um, so that you get a notification when I go live on Twitch. Mm, yes. Uh, but outside of that, um, I had a review just dropped recently for a game called Redout 2. It's an F-Zero-like racer. It's really fun and really like technical. So check that out. Um, I should have a preview coming soonish for a game that's not out yet, um, as well as uh, around the end of this month, uh, a big review for a, a big game expansion, Ooh. which I think you guys will be uh, happy to hear about. <clears throat> um, like Jeff said, uh, we'll be streaming on the Open Party channel at 2.30 p.m. for Super Smash Sunday. So uh, catch us over there if you want to see some, uh, some, some hardcore 1v1 one-handed smash one-handed smash baby. <laughs> oh baby <laughs> anyway but that's gonna do it for today's show hope you guys enjoyed thank you so much everyone in the chat thanks to my three co-hosts uh we'll see you in the future everybody peace bye bye, bye.